see some serious shit. I'll be back. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Critically awesome. Critically awesome. Hey guys, I'm Trent. And I'm Garrett. And we're Critically Awesome. All right, guys, we have an amazing show lined up for you today. Amazing. Uh, we have an awesome guest tonight. He's a part of the Anything But Credible Network, the host of the Going Off Topic podcast. His podcast covers a wide range of topics, from sports to obscure pop culture topics. He's also on Podcast Mo, which is one of the, which is the one-stop shop of all Missouri-based podcasts. You can also find his podcast on anythingbutcredible.com and anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. We would like to introduce to you guys the one, the only, Kyle Foshi. Hey guys, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Uh, very excited to be here on Critically Awesome and even more excited for the topic that we are about to cover. Uh, have a lot of notes and I think it's going to be a great conversation. I appreciate the info or the intro. I hope I can live up to the, the billing. <laughs> yeah, we are definitely very excited to have uh, you on our podcast. Uh, we, I mean, we've been, I think, anticipating this for probably about a month or so, which I felt like it was a great planning for Trent and I, which we don't really plan very well. So this is great. <laughs> yeah, like this, this got us to actually start planning our podcast out. I was like, oh shit, man, we got to get like serious about this thing now. Um, if I mean, like I got pregame jitters for this, like, uh, right before we started recording, I threw up in the bathroom. <laughs> it's like, this is my world series. Taking some steroids before you get onto the, <laughs> Hey, nobody's supposed to know about that. Okay. Not until after the world series, when we got our pendant, we can at least brag about it and then we get it taken away from us. Okay. Well, sadly the Cardinals didn't make it. So do you have to remind me like this yep, is still yep. not okay. At least the Astros won. <laughs> I think. Hey, it never happens. It's never going to happen where the Blues win the Stanley Cup and the Cardinals win the World Series in the same year. Never say never. Happen. Justin Bieber taught me that in 2017. Are you sure that was 2017? <laughs> I thought that was a I lot earlier than that. Probably. Justin Bieber taught me that, okay? Never say <laughs> never. It's probably 2007, if I remember right. But All right. Uh, Garrett, do you have any shout-outs for us? Uh, Not that I am aware of. Not even Cameron Mecky, our one and only Patreon? Well, I figured we get down there when we get to the Patreon part of it, but... Yes. Okay. Uh, what about... Well, how about Podcast Mo? You want to talk about that real fast? Uh, yeah, so Podcast Mo it has about 50 or so podcasts, uh, and it is, your, like Trenton said in the intro when we introduced Kyle, that uh, it's a, your one-stop shop for podcasts around the state of Missouri, which it's an awesome thing because, like, this podcast is what podcast mode created essentially i mean this is what helped create this episode for you guys because we got in contact with kyle from his podcast and also with chris from his so it's just an awesome way to for other podcasters to collaborate with each other if i'm not mistaken um foshi you uh are one of the content people for podcast mode right or is that just the anything but credible network yeah, it's uh, I mean, Dugan does most of it. I'm gradually kind of coming in and, and helping him out with it just because we, you know, we both have full time jobs as well as the podcast. So uh, I'm coming in and trying to take some of the load off of him just to give him a hand. And like you said, like you guys both said, we have over 50 podcasts now based in the state of Missouri. Um, and we have a lot more invites out there, a huge Excel sheet that we're getting to inviting more people. So 
the community is, is just growing. You can find, uh, we actually, a couple episodes ago on, on the Going Off Topic podcast, we did a whole podcast dedicated to Podcast Mo, where we just kind of broke down, you know, at the, at the end of every episode, we give, you know, find, go to Podcast Mo to find, find all your Missouri-based podcasts for content. But we went a little deeper and talked uh, some of the shows you can find on there and some of uh, just kind of what to expect on the website, how to get uh, connected. And like you guys said, you know, we connected through Podcast Mo, and that's how this uh, this great episode is going to come out with you to you guys, to the listeners. So, yeah, Podcast Mo, you know, if you know of people that have a podcast or you have a podcast of your own, definitely get in touch. Uh, check out PodcastMo.com for more information and to, to join the community. Heck yeah, hey, you heard it from the source. I, I know that uh, some of our earlier podcasts, we were, we were jokingly saying, hey, uh, we're – um, shamelessly plugging you guys all the time, but if you want to make a check out to us, you know we'll be <laughs> us and shooting the dog shit. Both said the same thing. Yeah, but we uh, still shamelessly plug you guys anyway. Shamelessly, so. it's it's unshamelessly it's actually, free. but yeah, like <laughs> I actually enjoyed that that episode that you guys did, uh, especially because you gave us a shout out, which was great. Definitely, thank you for that. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. All right, we'll go ahead and roll right on into our at home. We gotta have to steamroll through these guys because uh, we got a big episode plan. <laughs> Just so you know, you guys probably see it on the bottom where it says timeline. It's probably going to say at least two hours and ten minutes. I'm calling it now. Um, but that we'll or it's going to so. be two. This might be a two-parter. I don't know. We'll see what happens. No, we don't need to do two-parters. That's mm. psh, bitchy caca. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Garrett, why don't you go ahead and start with yours? All right, guys. Well, my at-home recommendation uh, for you listeners out there, Sarah and I have been watching uh, Jane the Virgin, uh, which is uh, – actually a really great tv show you follow where this um this uh, girl named jane she actually gets accidentally gets uh, artificially inseminated by accident uh and she's a virgin uh and it just kind of spirals downhill from there it's a uh like almost like a telenovela which is a spanish like soap opera and it's just fantastic it's like a freaking train wreck you just cannot look away so I highly recommend the, that show. Sounds like my uh, life. It's a train wreck. <laughs> you just can't look away. <laughs> uh, it's on Netflix. Uh, I don't know if it's still going on TV live or not, but definitely recommend that. Uh, Triton recommend this this show um, last week, uh, The Dragon Prince, and I finished it both seasons. I think two seasons. Yeah, there's two seasons on Netflix. Uh, and it's actually really good. I I enjoyed it. It got it, I had to get into it a little bit, but once you really get into it, it's an definitely a really good story. It's an amazing story. I uh, absolutely loved it. Foshi, have you uh had the chance to check out the Dragon Prince at all? I've not. Um, I I saw that on our you know little outline we have, and I I, I meant to look it up before uh before coming on, but I didn't get a chance to. What's the what's kind of the backstory, the background on the the Dragon Prince? So the Dragon Prince, um, it's kind of it's from the creators and producers of the Avatar, the Last Airbender, the cartoon, the good one. Yeah, yeah, the good one. It's uh, structured that way <laughs> though too, where they'll go like into like it's like book one is this, and then it goes into chapters like that. And so what it is, you you follow where this land has been split essentially in half. You have the magical realm of like elves and dragons and things like that. Then you have the world of man. And because man kind of got greedy and decided to make their own magic, which is dark magic. And so there's just a constant feud going on. And at one point they killed their dragon king and who's the protector of uh, the wall that separates these two lands. 
And so it just kind of spirals from there, and you follow this group of kids, which actually one of the kid uh, there's the two kids are princes. Uh, one of them is actually the voice of uh, Sokka in uh, uh, the Avatar: The Last Airbender. Uh, okay. So they go on this adventure where they they're trying to return this egg uh, back to uh, the dra- the Dragon Queen and everything, and it just it's a big adventure essentially, just like how it is in uh, Avatar as well, where they're traveling, they make new friends, things like that. It's a it's a Netflix original, I do believe. Oh, cool! Yeah, the, yeah, those are always uh, those are always good. So I will, yeah, I'll definitely add that to my list. I'm, I'm one of those guys. So I like watching one show at a time. Do you guys are you like multiple? You know, have you have like two or three shows going at a time, or you just one show all the way through? And then how do you, how do you guys go? It depends on who I'm watching. So like like uh, I, Jane the Virgin, I Sarah and I watched that together. But I watched The Dragon Prince. I pretty much finished that by myself. Uh, and then a couple other shows I'm watching too by myself. So it, it depends on how I feel that day. If I want something more in depth or if I want something kind of shorter, sure. just depends. Yeah. Same with me. Like if, okay. like yeah, right now I'm, I'm binge watching Gotham trying to get caught up on that. Nice. I was giving it another chance, I guess like a couple years ago I tried it out and I just didn't like it, but now I'm really getting into it. But a lot of times, uh, if it's with my wife, Tiffany, uh, we'll watch a show together like The Good Place um, or hmm. if I'm not playing video games that day. So it just kind of just depends. You watch a lot of reruns of stuff too. I do. <laughs> I watch a lot of reruns. Like a lot of uh, – we used to be like, <laughs> we're going to try to be the most up-to-date podcast there is on all movies and TV. And then we're like, hey, let's watch something from 2007 and do a, a review on it. Let's watch <laughs> some uh, some Star Trek The Next Generation. Let's watch some of that. Boom, that's what I did. <laughs> Took me about a year to get it through it, but it was fantastic all the way through. It's what I fell asleep to every night, so it was great. Uh, Garrett, anything nice. else? I've uh, been watching a Community. Uh, I'm on season four now, so it's going to start probably get down, going downhill from here. Um, but it's it's still pretty good so far. They still at least have everyone in there. It's only going to go downhill if you make it go downhill. If you actually enjoy it, you, you, I mean, <laughs> you know... Childish Gambino kind of carries it on his shoulders for the next couple episodes, and then, you know, then it goes downhill. Yeah, I and didn't finish it. That's how. That's how much it went downhill. I could oh, not finish wow. Community. Okay, I I don't feel it. Okay, this is gonna be <laughs> disappointing then. Uh, and then I started watching Daybreak, which is a Netflix original, and uh, the premise of the story is that it's kind of like. It's it's a, it's like a it's another zombie kind of TV show, right? Except uh, uh, some explosion happens in the middle of uh, Glendale, California, and what happens is though, like all the adults kind of turn into this kind of zombie-ish kind of creature. They call them ghoulies, and all but all the kids are unaffected. So it, all the adults are out of the picture, and the kids rule essentially. And they all got, they all like separated into like different factions. Like you have the jocks, you have the um, the disciples of the Car- of Kardashian, you have the 4-H club. I mean, it's it's <laughs> kind of it's really funny. But the main character, um, Josh, he breaks the fourth wall. So it's, I'm trying to think of what. Mm. Oh, it's like it's like Zombieland. That's what it is. Where they they break the fourth wall with it. You know, they um they they talk to the audience and they give flashbacks. And stuff like that. So I, it's actually a really interesting show. I highly recommend it. I'm on like they better give R.L. Stein some of the uh, commission from that movie because that's exactly <laughs> a, a that's a Goosebumps novel from uh, back when we were a kid. 
I no, I don't no, know I, if it is or not, but I I distinctly remember reading that because I didn't read as a kid, so. <laughs> uh, that's my uh, that's my TV show and movies that I've been watching. Kyle, why don't you go ahead and roll into yours, and I'll finish it up. Yeah. So the things that I, uh, that I have that I've really been in taking is is right now is the I've said it on the Going Off Topic podcast is the best time for sports. So currently, right now, while we're recording, is Game Seven of the World Series. So baseball is coming down to the end. NBA just started. NHL is gaining speed, and the NFL I can't believe is already halfway through the year. So. Uh, and I'm a big uh, English soccer guy, so that season's kicked off as well. So most of the things that I'm watching right now are just it's sports, sports, and more sports on my TV. Uh, the wife is not happy about it, but she gets the TV, the smaller TV in the bedroom to watch, you know, Grey's Anatomy and, and those type of things. So uh, I'm taking in a lot of sports content. Also, I'm watching, I'm finally all caught up on The Good Place with Kristen Bell and Ted Danson. Uh, I watched, I binged it, went through it on Netflix really easily and it's on NBC right now. Somebody told me it's the last season. I hope that's not, and that's incorrect because I would love to see the show keep going. It's hilarious. If you, if you have not watched it, I highly recommend checking it out on Netflix. Easy to binge those 22 minute episodes. And my wife, Ellen and I are watching another Netflix show called Shit's Creek. Oh, that is an amazing show. Like both, both those last shows that you had are like written amazing like uh it is they're just perfect yeah. comedy so funny yeah the comedy is you know it's it's just it's not really i was talking to somebody about it last night it's not really like laugh out loud comedy it's just things that you'll remember and you'll like just chuckle to yourself like oh man that was that was so witty that was so cleverly done like you said the writing is great um they, they just put season five of Shit's creek on netflix so those, those are the you know the main things I'm watching. But if you are a comedy person or maybe even not a, a super comedy person, I, I would recommend The Good Place and Shit's Creek mainly just for the storytelling, the writing. Yeah, Shit's Creek, uh, the father and son in that show are actually father and son in real life, yeah. and they are the writers of that show as well. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's great. That's we we didn't even realize that they were father and son until one time we let the the credits roll farther than we normally do, and we were like, oh my god, I can't believe that. You know, they're in the show, they're father and son, and actually, uh, in, I guess, real life, you'd say they're, they're father and son, too. But, uh, yeah, they do most of the stuff on that show, and just, it, it, it's, uh, I, I would say, I guess, both shows, they don't have, you know, some of these shows you get, they have 30 main characters, and it's, it's cool, it's, it's fun, but both of these shows, I would say they have, like, six to eight main characters, and just the way that those characters interact, and uh, that's really what makes the show, both of the, the good place and Shit's Creek is the yeah, characters. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that as well, it. You get to kind of grow with those, you know, five to eight characters and see them progress as like the show moves on to different seasons. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that, that's what that's what I'm watching currently. Uh, so sports, the good place, and Shit's Creek. I feel like uh, you can't go wrong with those series. Uh, well, currently, uh, I, I when, we, when it first started, you know, I wasn't a uh, super. I, I was, you know, I, of course, I wanted the Cardinals in it, but. I, uh, I, it would be cool to see their team win. I currently have money on the Astros, so I'm hoping that they are winning currently, but, uh, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be, I it's wouldn't be upset with right either now, team and I'm not happy. I'd rather it be uh, the other way around to where it's the Astros three nationals two because yeah. that's like my, I guess, third favorite team if I was to choose one, but anyways, 
Uh, let's see. My at-home recommendations this week are going to be Demolition Man with Wesley Snipes and the man Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm. That movie is intense. Um, I'm pretty sure I've talked about this movie before uh, in a previous podcast, but it's it's uh, set in the, I guess, late 80s, early 90s. And um, Wesley Snipes is this uh, ultra bad guy and Arnold Schwarzenegger, of course, is this ultra good guy, and uh, and he's a cop with the LAPD, and of course, this is when all the race riots were going on, so everyone thought that the the that LA was just a war zone already, and this is how the future was going to end up. Instead, they cryogenically froze them, I guess, um, is how we would describe it. That was their prison sentence, because, of course, uh, the Wesley Snipes ended up blowing up this building that housed um, 30 bus... Uh, passengers that were on a bus that he stole and uh, Arnold got the the blame for it so he wakes up in the future or they have to unfreeze themselves in the future because uh, Wesley Snipes anyway I'm not going to go into the whole entire plot because <laughs> that'll, that'll take forever and watch Demolition Man it's a really good movie it's uh, very 90s so just bear with it just big muscles lots of gunfire and yeah. and Arnold, it's it's amazing. Uh, yeah. Another one that I watched, Legends of the Hidden Temple. It's a Nickelodeon movie, and I watched it mostly because I wanted to watch something with the, my kids that I thought that they would like. Plus, you know, uh, I don't know if you guys remember from the early ninety, uh, the late nineties, when this was actually a game show on Nickelodeon, and <laughs> it just awesome. throws back a whole bunch of like nostalgia from the nineties, and makes it to where. Kids nowadays will just think that this is the cool thing and they can, you know, research Mayan history and stuff like that too. So there's a little bit of history involved. There's a lot of uh, nostalgia involved. And probably 30 something year old is watching that going, oh my gosh, I remember when that happened. I know what that means. <laughs> it's our Ninja Warrior, essentially. <laughs> it really was. Yeah, and like yeah, they even, like at the very end yeah. of the movie, they even said, uh, like he got like both halves of the, the talisman and he was like, You've got mm. three minutes to get it to the other end of the temple. I'm like, what? And he like straps on a helmet and everything. I'm <laughs> like, what is going on? If you haven't watched it, Legends of the Hidden Temple, it's actually on Hulu right now. You can check it out. It's it's a great movie that if you want to just shut off your brain and you know be a kid for a little bit, it's perfect. Um, Mash is always a good one to watch too. Um, that's a great classic movie or show. Not the movie. The movie is terrible. The show is fantastic. Um, <laughs> yes, there's a movie to mash and they did not use the same characters from the movie as they did in the series. So that's why it's cringy and the show is fantastic. The only person that they used was Klinger. He was the only original character to make it into the movie. Uh, also that 70s show, uh, is always a good one to watch. I've been currently watching that one a lot. Uh, very funny, makes you get in lighthearted mood. And a little gem that I found on Netflix, Living With Yourself with Paul Rudd. Garrett, have you had the chance to actually watch that yourself? No, um, I was going to, and then I was like, I probably need to start watching the Star Wars movies, so it kind of went over that. I watched that in two <laughs> days, if that makes you feel, if that makes you wonder how good it is. It is a fantastic show. Paul Rudd, of course, a Kansas City native, basically goes to this spa to remove all the bad genes from him and make himself the best person he could be. What he doesn't know is that that is basically taking all those 
good genes out and making a clone of himself to where he is uh, – and then they have to essentially kill off the old version of him. What happens though is there's like a bad gas something and it doesn't actually kill the original Paul uh, – it doesn't actually kill the original guy. And so he wakes up in his shallow grave like plastic and everything. Like the first thing that you see is him waking up in the shallow grave like – plastic going into his mouth because he can't breathe and he's like ripping it open and yeah it's there's some parts where you're just like there's a rule what is that rule 34 I think um what in uh, it is in Zombieland no 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 if it can if uh if it's a it exists it's made into a porno kind of a rule yeah anyways there's a lot of things that you question in that movie, but there's a lot. It's got a lot of really good storytelling to it. Sounds like sure. an episode from Rick and Morty too. It really does. There's an episode where they do that. They go to a spa and they detox, and so they separate like the <laughs> bad part of Rick and Morty. Oh my god, from, that is Rick from and Rick and Morty. <laughs> that's what it is exactly. Maybe that's why I was like, I think I've seen this before. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I just started watching Gotham. Um, I think I'm like seven episodes in. Five or seven. And this is, uh, I tried to watch it a couple years ago. It was really, I don't know, it just didn't click with me then. Uh, but clearly, I'm wearing a, like, I'm all Batman out today. So if that tells you anything of what it is, uh, you start seeing, like, subtle hints of, like, Bruce Wayne becoming the Batman. And, I mean, it's young Bruce Wayne, but he's starting to, like, trying to mold himself and starting to train himself into the Batman. So. What I really want to know is, is DC Comics going to make an alternate timeline, like comic book version of of this timeline to where, you know, he grew up with Selena Kyle and all this other stuff like that and like Cobblepot being a lot older and also the Riddler being older and all this other stuff that kind of messes up with the normal timeline that we're used to with Batman. So that's... uh. That's what I think. Do we want to go ahead and roll on into our podcast in streaming services yeah. that we watch? Yeah, let's do that. All right, Garrett, go ahead. All right, guys. Well, um, like I've been doing the past couple episodes, Critical Role. I, I can't get enough of this shit. I, I, I kid you not. This is a, These are awesome, awesome uh, episodes that, that you can listen to. Uh, the, what it is, it's a D&D podcast. And the char- the actors or the people in the podcast, they are voice actors. And so they get into their characters. And it's a story. I mean, it's a true blown story with like, but with D&D like actions in that story. I, I, I just, I can't recommend this enough. It's, it's an awesome podcast. My next one is uh, The Dark Tome which uh, is a podcast. It's like a, it's a story podcast, so it's like a drama podcast. Uh, what it is, you follow these two characters, uh, Mr. Gussie and Cassie, and they, there's this book called The Dark Tome. And the book, when you start reading it, it's full of like these short stories. And when you start reading, the stories come alive and you actually become come into the, into the story yourself. Kind of like the page master, um, now that I think about it. Now that I'm oh, actually thinking about master. it, but it's it's a really good podcast. It's a uh, a good uh, story podcast as well that I re- I highly recommend. It a lot of the, some of the stories are really dark and they they give me goosebumps sometimes. Like they're they're really well told and 
it's it's a really good it's a really good uh, podcast. Uh, I just started listening to uh, Time Suck with Dan Cummins. That is a hilarious podcast. Um, the one I listened to started listening to on with him is uh, he talked about all the Greek uh, gods, and you don't if you think that you can't make the Greek gods hilarious, he does it. Um, it, it was really, it was really funny. Uh, he but he did he did a really great job at getting all the information out there of each Greek god. So and he didn't, of course, he didn't go about all of them because there's a lot of them. But he did the big like the big names, you know. Uh, the Audacity to podcast. Uh, he just talks about how to make a podcast, how to make your podcast better, how to monetize your podcast, how to make a website, things like that. He's also on the Roundtable, I do believe, which is another podcast you can listen to, uh, which has a group of podcasters that just talk about podcasting and how to make things better. How to you know like a certain thing like a uh, Squadcast. They talked about Squadcast. They talked about Zoom, Zencaster, things like that. Um, the art of manliness, because Triton, uh, he uh, recommended this last episode, I do believe, and I listened. Yes, I did. I listened to the one that you um listened to, which is about the eight or nine ways or whatever to make your your uh marriage divorce proof or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually really good. I liked it. I haven't listened to a new his newest one yet, so we'll see if I enjoy listening to more of it or not. Because uh, I'm I'm kind of one of those people I like to listen to podcasts that I can listen to every episode with not having to skip around on certain episodes. Uh, Unobscured, which is Aaron Mankey. This time around, uh, this season, he's doing uh, spiritualism, which uh, there was a bit, that big movement of like uh, seances and things like that. Uh, the first season was about the Salem witch trial, which is really good. I definitely recommend that. Uh, Voyage to the Stars, which is another comedy podcast where like most of the script is made up essentially by the actors, so it's it's a, it's really hilarious. Um, and then uh, my last one is Five Minute Mondays, which uh, about it's a five minute podcast, as it says in the name there, and it just talks about so uh, how to make your podcast better. So uh, I definitely uh, enjoy listening to that as well. That's it for mine. That's a long list. <laughs> uh, I think you got a longer list than I do. How about you, Kyle? What do you got? Oh uh, yeah, so I just have a couple that you know. I I was listening to kind of the same things, you know, sports, media, pop culture, but a couple new, uh, some newer things that I'm checking out. Uh, this one is actually a buddy of mine that I used to work with. Him and his brother started a podcast called Spacing Out. Uh, currently on Spotify, they're working on getting on the other streaming platforms or other podcast platforms. They've released uh three episodes i believe the first one they just kind of talked about it's just kind of you know as the title suggests spacing out they just kind of sit down and whatever's on their mind they talk about uh the second episode was 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 pretty funny they talked about they did a bracket of cereals so they put the bra- all the brackets and uh, all the cereals in a bracket and then uh they went back and forth on why one was better than the other and came down to a winner so uh that's spacing out uh, that one's pretty good. The next one I have is called The Hottest Take. This is from, I'm a big ringer guy. So Bill Simmons and uh, everybody over at the ringer, I probably the, the biggest, uh, most people I listen to. So this one's The Hottest Take, also on Spotify. They It's a quick 10 minutes at the most where they, it's usually three or four of them in a room and they come up with an idea, whether it's uh, sports related or food related. And it's just, 
they somebody brings a hottest take to the table and they they just sit around and discuss what uh, if that person's crazy if they agree with it uh they've talked about fantasy sports they've talked about how to make baseball better they've talked about pizza they've talked about just i mean anything you can think of so they're quick easy just to run through listen to they're always a good time uh just random episodes so the hottest take on spotify the next one i have is also a ringer podcast and it's funny because uh it's perfect for the episode that we're going to be talking about today this one is binge mode uh star wars i don't know if you guys have ever checked out binge mode before like game of thrones or anything uh no but um I, there's another one that I think that you would like if, especially if you really enjoy Star Wars. It's uh, called Star Wars Minute. Okay. Uh, they take they so far they have gone they're doing by release order. So they've done the original, they've done the prequels, they uh, they done Force Awakens. They just finished Force Awakens, and it's they go through each movie minute by minute. Oh my god, nice. That sounds cool. Yeah, that sounds uh like something I would definitely be interested in. So I I Star Wars Minute. Yeah, I have that written down here. But uh, Star Wars or binge mode Star Wars, you know, they did previously they did a binge mode on Game of Thrones. They've done it on Harry Potter and now they're doing Star Wars. So they kind of do I think they do three episodes on each movie. So episode one is, is about Phantom Menace. And then they usually pick a character from each movie. So episode two was a Jar Jar Binks, a character study. And then episode three, they have a Facebook and Twitter and the listeners send in questions um, and they answer their questions on on the on the podcast so it's uh it's entertaining it's funny the and i think the the coolest thing about it is is i think the hosts uh mallory and jason they have a really good chemistry together so they're easy to listen to they really know their stuff um and it's star wars or binge mode star wars so definitely check that one out of course got to give a shout out to the anything but credible guys uh they're 158 episodes in now so uh, they're doing just crazy stuff over there. And the last one that I have is Office Ladies. Uh, I see that Trent also has this one on his list. I think they've released uh, yes, sir, three I episodes do. now. So so two, maybe. Uh, but it's it's a really good, you know, it's, it's Angela and uh, Jenna Fisher from The Office. It's really, you know, just their, again, their chemistry, their, their friend, they're really good friends off of the show in real life. It's, I had no idea that was, that was true. So they break, they're currently going, especially how much they hate each yeah, other. Yeah, exactly. The yeah. They're, you know, Angela on the show is just a, uh, frankly, it's just a cold hard bitch, but in, in on this episode, uh, in the podcast, she's a bubbly person. She's funny. Uh, and it really comes through. So they go, they're currently going through episode by episode and, you know, giving you behind the scenes looks at each episode of the office. And, I just recently, I guess within the past year, I've, I've just recently watched The Office all the way through. Um, and then Keith and I actually did an episode on it. That was a lot of fun. So this is right up my alley. I've really enjoyed Office Ladies. So those are uh, my podcast recommendations. I, uh, I, I we, we talk about, Dugan and I talk about it all the time, that his, his uh, music and podcast intake is probably 50-50, where mine has gone, I mean, it's probably like 90 po- 90% podcast, 10% music. So... I'm always listening to something. If I had my headphones in, it's usually a podcast. So those are the the five that I would recommend currently. Yeah, that's definitely me. I I and I listen to podcasts or audiobooks more than I listen to music. Yeah, it's crazy how I'm the exact opposite. I mean, I haven't been listening to more podcasts recently, but I listen. I have to have music. But I'm starting to get to that point where I'm like, maybe I should start to listen to more podcasts to see how I can like improve sure, hours. Yeah. And I think that's what it is. Well, how do you, you think know? I get a lot of ideas? Because <laughs> I listen to so many that I'm like, 
ah, I gotta, I gotta do this. I gotta do this. See, this is I'm getting. Uh, uh, where are my ideas coming from? Or is this guy who's on our <laughs> podcast right now? That's where my ideas come from. <laughs> and then we have this like, whole, yeah. Anyways, I want to roll on into it, and I'll continue on with what uh, Foshi was saying with Office Ladies. Fantastic episode, uh, uh, podcast. I'm super excited for this one because I absolutely love The Office. Not enough to buy the NBC streaming <laughs> service, though. I will buy the DVDs before I do that. Christmas mm. idea. Anyways, but yes, it's 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 such a funny – I mean, even Tiffany is involved with these uh, podcasts. She absolutely loves it also. So, um, Another one that I've been listening to is LeVar Burton Reads, and it's basically audible for – on. it's audible on Stitcher, but – LeVar Burton. And if you don't know who LeVar Burton is, he's the guy from Reading Rainbow. He's also Jordy from The Next Generation. So he's got a very soothing voice, and he reads these short stories that I've never actually heard before. Uh, so LeVar Burton Reads is definitely one that I would recommend. I listen to him while I'm counting the money down uh, for the day while I'm in my office. And it's just very relaxing because... He's also got like ambient noises and stuff like that that goes along with the story too. So it's basically audible, but you know, yeah, great, great Burton. voice for sure. Oh yeah. Uh, also, going off topic, I'm going to give those guys a shout out because I have been listening to them. Of course, uh, Foshi. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, uh, is with us today. So love listening to your podcast. It's amazing. Now I'm going to head on. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, Overheard at Nat Geo. That is a I, – I listen to like one or two episodes. It's short like 10-minute episodes uh, of like science and stuff that you he- that people overhear at the National Geographic headquarters, I guess. And didn't really get too much into it, but it was all right, um, kind of like a time filler. And then like uh, Star Talk. I also listened to that. Star Talk with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Uh, I didn't really get super into it, but I was really hoping for more, I guess. You know, because it's Neil deGrasse Tyson. He says where pop culture and science meet. And I was like, oh, cool. This is going to be really cool. It's going to be like, you know, describing what's the irregularities with Interstellar and what's like what's actually true and what can and can't happen. Like, that's what I was really hoping for, but I didn't get. So I got lost in it because there was a lot of like really smart (laughs) astronomy stuff that was actually happening. I'm like, I found a I found a book actually I've been reading. It's called The Physics of Star Wars, oh. and it's actually really interesting. Yeah, that sounds yeah that sounds cool. Yeah. That sounds really cool. Uh, I'm gonna go into my streamers, which is Leo Gets Plays. Been a top fan of this guy for about uh, four months now. It's a great guy. Uh, he plays Apex Legends all the time, and I think I talk about him every week. So if you don't know who Leo Gets Plays is, go to Facebook, um, type in Leo Gets with a Z Plays. And then our guy who was supposed to do uh, Critically Gaming but uh, ended up starting his own. I'm going to blow him up. It's uh, Thomas Branson with Sinister Gaming. He is working real hard to get that started up. Uh, He's got a few things he's got to get done. But, you know, hey, uh, more power to him. I really hope he gets this going for him and he, he gets somewhere with it. So on to movie and TV news. Um, you can go to Facebook and check out all of our, our new movies and TV trailers and also what's new with the Critically Awesome crew. We're going to be dropping everything down from this episode and probably uh, forecasting what's going to happen within for the next year possibly. I'm going to put some pretty big news on this next episode. Also, the second trailer for The Mandalorian dropped and I think all three of us are going to get in on this because wow, what a trailer. Yeah, I definitely cannot wait 
to start watching this show. I watched it right before the episode started. Foshi, do you have <clears throat> have anything? Yeah, on I that? Uh, I don't have anything written down for our notes, but I definitely cannot wait. Um, I think it's a little less than two weeks when Disney Plus comes out, so I'm sure uh, the three of us, along with everyone else, can't wait for Disney Plus and The Mandalorian will be streamed. Uh, is it all coming out at once? Do we know, or is it? No, it's actually coming out uh, we- weekly. Okay. It's a one episode at a time. I, I know. It's like kind it. of a bummer. I just wanted to binge <laughs> it all in one say, day. I say, I'm sure the three of us <laughs> along with everybody but else. I enjoy that. No, I actually enjoy watching stuff like that because you get to savor it a little bit more. I mean, it's like you don't get you don't get to do that a lot more anymore because like Netflix just, you know, Netflix throws crap out, the whole thing out at once, not lets you in- savor it. You have to like binge it in a day and then you're yeah. done. I know that this much when I when I when I watched it for the first time I got I mean I got goosebumps and then I watched it again and I still got goosebumps and I was like ooh yeah. and like got me psyched I I could play a football game right after watching that game, uh, that trailer because that's how psyched I was uh, news on Disney Plus if you are a Verizon wireless uh, customer oh I am and you have unlimited data you get Disney Plus free for a whole year oh my land and I'm like what I've Qualify for Disney Plus for a full year yeah. for free. So I know Hulu is also oh. getting like a deal too, where you can get that with uh, ESPN mm-hmm. Plus. Yep. Mm-hmm. ESPN Plus, all for like twelve ninety nine. Like that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Here's a question sure. for you, Foshi. Do you think that Disney Plus is going to raise their prices, or do you think they're going to try to stay competitive with this this price for a long time? Uh, well, I mean, I think they'll they'll. They don't need the money necessarily. So I think they're going to stay at this price point for a while, but I think they'll probably go the Netflix way of steadily increasing every year, every six months just to stay. Cause you know, and the thing is people are going to pay it no matter what, if they come out with the Mandalorian mm-hmm. right off the bat, if they come out with every Disney movie that's ever been made, they're, they're going to a certain customer base, you know, where we grew up with Disney, there's kids now that are growing up with Disney. So I think they're definitely going to stay at this price point maybe for a year. And then after that, I I, I definitely see them raising a dollar every six months, a dollar every, because people are going to pay, you know, it, it's not like uh, they're not going mm-hmm. to. So uh, it'll definitely be interesting. It's not like, now, do you think this is going to kill Netflix? No, I, I don't necessarily think it'll kill Netflix because I think Netflix has really uh, stepped up their, uh, their original content. You know, the, the shows they've made, some of the movies they've made have been, really big hits uh maybe not the best things but a lot of people really like him you know uh bright with will smith i know it was a pretty controversial movie for people when it came out but i know a lot of people that were like yeah the critics hated it but i thought it was pretty good so uh mm-hmm. and i definitely you know all their tv shows you know house of cards and all those type of things i think they definitely have enough in the pipeline and uh getting into movies now where they're getting oscar nominations i, th- I think they'll stay around Seeing as now they have taken the Game of Thrones writers and producers away from Star Wars, which is another big uh, TV news. Star Wars no longer has those two making the next trilogy that's in the line. So yeah, Netflix stole them away for a pretty yeah. big chunk of money. So. Which I think, okay, so like back to what uh, uh, Foshi was saying about Netflix. Yeah, I don't think Netflix is going to go away because they they've been making really good original content. And a lot of their content, though, is foreign content. They've been making a really great, like, uh, Korean or, like, uh, Japanese or Chinese, like, f- films. And So you think they're trying to produce, try to cater to one audience? Well, they're trying... Well, which I mean, is when it has... When that audience is majority of the world's population, I think that's <laughs> a pretty good 
pretty good uh, move, you know. I mean, United States is very little compared to Asia. I mean, you know, it's it, so it. I don't think they're going to go away, but they're definitely going to be on the put in the back burner, at least for right now, until like the the shininess of Disney Plus kind of wears off, I feel like. Yeah, absolutely. Because, like, I mean, the main reason I want to go to Disney Plus is because of this Mandalorian show. Like, that's the main reason I want to. You know, it... Not me. That is, like, the main reason. Because, I mean, I I feel like, even though Disney said they're going to get rid of their vault, I feel like they're still going to be playing this little game of, like, well, you know, Snow White's going to be on this month. And then it only takes it that month, you know, for that one month and takes it away. And then the next month is going to be a different, you know, popular uh, movie. Yeah, but I think that Netflix is going to have to really step up their game if they want to compete with Disney Plus because Disney has a lot lined up in the pipeline, not only with Star Wars, but with Marvel and with Pixar and with National Geographic. They've got. It, they've got a game plan to destroy Netflix. And I'm going to tell you this much. Netflix has better step it up or they're probably going to lose my, what, $15 a month that I pay now because they've raised their prices so much. And that's what makes me mad. Like I, I want to drop my Netflix account because they're losing a lot of stuff that I love and they're not really replacing it with anything that's substantial. Yeah, like I actually haven't watched Netflix in a long time until at least Sarah and I started watching like Jane the Virgin and then I started kind of watching other little shows. So I'm like, I'm just going to start watching stuff on Netflix too because I've been watching all Hulu stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. Hulu is just a better, I think, as far as like getting more up-to-date shows. I've been trying to make myself watch Netflix to validate the fact <laughs> that I'm paying this much money for it. Yeah. Um. Also, big news, House of Dragons, the Game of Thrones prequel, has been announced. That's been written by George R.R. R. Martin and somebody else. I forgot his name. Other than that, check it out. It's on our Facebook page. You'll love it. Give it a like. Give it a thumbs up. All that other fun stuff. Share it, Share the crap out of it. And I think we need to roll on into our main topic. All right. Um, let's go ahead. I, I actually kind of want to skip over the, the discussion of the sequels and we'll jump right on into our listener questions uh, to get – not it out, not get it out of the way, but to kind of show how important this is because this is our first listener question, and I'm pretty excited about it. So he's a student that comes into the cafeteria every day. Uh, shout out to you, Bobby. Uh, he asked from Instagram, "What do you guys think about killing off the older characters in favor of the new ones? Is that a good choice or a bad choice? What are our thoughts?" Uh, Foshi, I'll start with you since you're the man oh, of the thank hour. Thank you. Uh... You know, I think it's, uh, I don't know if it's necessarily good or bad, you know, watching the movies, uh, I guess that's like the cop-out answer, but I think they're building, you know, it was cool to see, you know, Luke and Leia and Han and Chewie and all those people. And I think it's, it was obviously really important to show them for generations like us and older generations that grew up with the original Star Wars movies. But I also think it's important to create these new characters for generations that are growing up with these, you know, these are these uh the latest trilogy is is their star wars you know so when you get ray and poe and uh finn and all those characters i think it's it's important for them to have their own people and i i you know i don't know for sure on the on the back end but i'm sure it wasn't easy to get uh the original cast members to come back because you know they're doing their own thing they kind of want to and they're all relatively older now so getting them in the movies and, and getting them to do all these these things again i'm sure wasn't easy so 
I, I think it was important to get him. Um, I don't know. I, I guess killing them off in favor of the of the newer ones. I don't know if, if I look at it that way. It was cool to see him. It was cool to see him get their time. But I enjoy the new characters that they've kind of uh, they've gone to. So uh, good, bad. I, I, I guess I'd say it's a good choice. I like it. I'm going to agree with you on that one, too. I think that they have served their purpose. They are definitely building blocks for this. This new sequel was growing in the in the Force Awakens. I think that they are are necessary for, of course, the training purposes and for the the story. Not only because it is a Skywalker story, you can't just completely yeah. leave them out. If you leave them out, then that's a bad choice. But having them in there because yes, they are old. They are getting. They've they've seen their time. It's time for. As Kylo Ren would say, "Let the past die and let the 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 future take hold." You know that's that's perfect for that. I think, yes, for storytelling purposes, killing off the old characters in favor of the new ones is an absolute great choice. Now, some of the newer characters need to die off really fast, uh, like in the very first movie. Get into that later. I <laughs> have nothing nice to say about that particular character, but yes, I think it's a good choice. Garrett, what do you think? I agree with both you guys. Um, I think they, I think uh, Marvel, uh, Disney did a great job with the the way they portrayed the old characters that we all love, where they weren't the main focus of the Force Awakens or the Last Jedi. They were almost a supporting character for the new characters. Yeah. They they were there to kind of fill in the gaps of some history that we needed. And I think more or less if killing them off or whatever it, if it needed, if it was part of the story, it needed to happen. It needed to happen. I would have been happy too of, you know, uh, Luke still being alive and still training Ray, you know, that thing that would have been awesome to see. Like, instead of apparently I think like her, looks like she's training herself and the, uh, the trailer of the rise of the Skywalker. Uh, but, I think it would have been cool to see that. Uh, I know they're going to have to do something with Leia this coming around since, you know, um, since Carrie Fisher passed away right after the movie of The Last Jedi. So they're going to have to do something with her on that aspect. Uh, I think uh, Han Solo, freaking Harrison Ford wanted to die like that. He wanted to die like after <laughs> he wanted to Empire. Die in of the Jedi. No, he wanted to die in uh, Empire. He didn't want to come back. Yeah. That's why he was still, that's why they put him in Carbonite because they didn't know what was going to happen. So, you know, it, that was he wanted that character. He wanted to end that character right there. So I think he was happy with that, definitely. And I, I think it was a good goodbye for uh, for Han Solo. Yeah, too, it was. It was. It was. It was moving the yep. new story along and ending Han Solo's yeah. story. Yeah. Like, and and it couldn't have been a better ending too. Like, at least they didn't like make him die by fo- phaser blast by one of the random ass star troopers. Instead, it was by his son who was fulfilling in, uh, his destiny, basically, and was fighting fighting with inside himself. And, and and there's controversy on even if 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 Kylo was the one who ignited the lightsaber or if it was Han Solo who ignited the lightsaber. Yeah, I think it was Han. So, honestly. Han shot <laughs> yeah, first. So, yeah. Oh, sorry, wrong movie. Sorry. <laughs> not according to George Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not according to George Lucas when he needed to get politically correct. Okay. Yeah. Original George Lucas. But anyway, yeah, Bobby, we all agree with you. The or I don't know what your choice was, so maybe tell us yeah, in yeah. the comments or anything like that. Sure. But. Uh, it, we all think it's a good choice the way they they brought in the old characters and the way they 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 put them out too. So, 
Pinocchio the pastor. Believe me, I'm probably going to be the first person to know exactly <laughs> what Bobby's going to have to say about this, and I'm probably going to get an earful about it uh, too because he's he's uh, one of the people who absolutely loves the original trilogy. Empire Strikes Back is his favorite movie. You know, he's the typical Star Wars fanboy. I'm not putting you on blast, Bobby, but I'm putting <laughs> you on blast. So. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's go ahead and roll on into the discussion of the sequels. The Force Awakens is definitely going to be a very nice and long one because, yes, it was directed by J.J. Abrams. It had great storytelling, all-around great story. I don't know about you guys. Um, no, I, I definitely enjoyed it the most, I think, out of the two. Out of the two, yes. Uh, I do remember being in the movie theater uh, watching this and getting chills and vomit at the back of my throat and full of excitement um, at this particular movie. It um, it was amazing, and uh, when Kylo Ren showed up for the very first time, he captures the entire scene, and he commands your attention, and his use of the Force is unmatched. Uh, you see things uh, from him that you have never seen before, and he's actually my personal, like, favorite Sith in the movie, you know, besides, of course, Darth Vader, he's gonna be your favorite, because this whole series is based on him, but... And that first scene, when you see that that village coming in, you see Poe Dameron, you see all the practical effects that they're actually using, and then Kylo Ren comes in and just commands the entire like screen, and he commands your your attention with the use of the force that we have never seen before. Stopping a blaster in midair and holding it there while holding a conversation and using the force for something else, that is unheard of. In any of the movies, what what do you guys? Think? Yeah, I think you you one hundred percent hit it on the head there. Um, I think that Kylo is you know you, you can argue back and forth all day, but I think in these new movies, I think he's probably the most well rounded character, best character they created. Uh, I have written in all caps on my notes here just Adam Driver as a whole. Uh, I feel like oh, yeah. he's unbelievable. Yeah, Adam Driver is awesome. He's an unbelievable in this movie, and you know this is really the first time I ever saw him and. And everything he's done since then, or since you know these movies, he's just become bigger and and better, and uh, an Oscar-nominated actor, a person that, you know, when you see these Star Wars movies, you're like, oh yeah, you know, that's a good actor, but you don't really think of him outside of these movies. And I would think a lot of people uh, think of Adam Driver and other things. Another thing I've written down: just the opening shot of the stormtroopers on the uh, on the aircraft as they come in, they're in and out of the shadows. That man, that when I saw that, watching it again, I was like, like, like you said, I got goosebumps. I was just, uh, I was ready to go. I was ready for the next two hours, two and a half hours. It was just a, a cool opening shot to bring back the Star Wars trilogy. I even remember that, and like yeah. in the trailer, yeah, that's what too. I was gonna like, say. Yeah, yeah, I remember seeing that in the trailer. Like, oh my gosh, wow, this is gonna be like what the the stormtroopers, in my opinion, they kind of look like the back of my car, which is a Kia Soul. You know, I've always kind of like pictured that, so that's one of the reasons why I got <laughs> a Kia think, Soul. I but, think they took, I know. think they took the idea from the iPad or the Apple earbuds, <laughs> like the the. That's I think they actually took like that design from that. How sleek it is and everything. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. No, I would I would definitely agree with both of you guys. Like Kylo Ren is what we should have seen Anakin Skywalker be. Like he should have been this torn up. Like. How we should have saw this much kind of back and forth, like division yeah. in between him of the dark side and light side fighting. Because that's what we see throughout these two movies is that we see him constantly going back and forth between, you know, should I do this? Should I not? Should I, you know? And 
So that's what I really think what Anakin should have been like is that. But you got to think about the two different actors that are playing this. Is you, you've got Adam Driver, who is an Oscar nominated. But he uh, wasn't at that actor. point. But like, but also you got to think of director. Like I'm, t- I'm but talking. He's already got it. But you got to think like Hayden Christensen. He's not the best actor in the world. And we're gonna get back to Hayden Christensen but later. But George uh, Lucas also is a horrible like actor's director. He's not a good actor's director. You're absolutely right. JJ is amazing with actors. He he knows how to get the stuff he needs to get from his actors. Definitely. But it takes a lot out of the the actor has to like actually portray that. It does take a lot of editing and stuff like that. And you can edit the person in there as much as you want. But the actor in the end has to fulfill that. And that's why I think Kylo Ren. Well, that's why I think that. Well, he's um, also better better written. Adam though, Driver too. is going to be better. Yeah, yeah. The writers are hundred. Kylo Ren better. is written is written better than Anakin Skywalker was. I think Kylo Ren's written better than Ray. I would. I can agree yeah, with honestly. that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So far, yes. I would definitely agree with that. I think, like I said, I think Kylo is the probably the best character in these the first two movies. And you know, who knows when uh, the Skywalker last movie comes out? Who knows? Who knows? Ray could become a, a bigger, better character, but. So far within these first two. But I absolutely love Ray too. Like, I love exactly, like, everyone's like, oh, well, she's overpowered and she's, well, I don't even remember exactly the, what they uh, call it, but, um, you know. Um, uh, Mary Sue. Mary Sue. She's a Mary yeah, Sue. Mary Sue. She knows everything. She does everything. Well, yeah. Think about the character. Think about where she's, she yeah, lives in yeah. Jakku. She's a, she's a scavenger. God bless you. She's, she, uh, she opens, uh, she, she completely <laughs> dismantles and puts together stuff back again in old, you know, Imperial Star Destroyers. So, yes, yeah, she's going to have a basic knowledge of, of engineering, you know, so that's why she can fix the Millennium Falcon. It's a piece of crap that's older than dirt, you know. Speaking of which, and, I, I so, loved yeah. seeing the Millennium Falcon <laughs> I, yeah. the, at this point. Yes. So, that piece that's, of garbage. I'm skipping over a lot of <laughs> yeah, stuff, I have by that the way. Down too, you know, um, when, when they when they show the Falcon for the first time. That is like a, a legit all-time mm-hmm. just movie moment. Be like, oh, oh my God. That was like it chills. Yeah, it was so cool. Yeah, I, I don't know about you guys, but I screamed like a yeah. girl when I first <laughs> saw the yeah. Millennium Falcon. I was like, oh my God, it's a Millennium Falcon. I still get chills <laughs> when I see that part of that of that movie. Like, it's just awesome. That's yeah. a piece of garbage. <laughs> yeah. Let's see, what did I even write down? Because I know like I've got like a one full page of just the opening <laughs> scene. So... Um, also, I have a BB-8 robot, like a little <laughs> mini awesome. robot, and you can like watch the movie with BB-8, and I did that, and it was really cool because like it would like turn and look at you while like certain scenes happened and like react uh, while it was happening. It was really cool. It was kind of funny. Um, uh, but yeah, that's that's another thing. But also, in walks in my personal favorite character of the sequel tri- trilogy, one of my favorite characters, Captain mm. Phasma. I love Captain Phasma because I also read the comic books about Captain Phasma. But she walks in and she also kind of commands your presence with her bright chrome armor. And she's just the leader of um, – she has a small role, but she has huge potential later on. And then, of course, we see Finn in his you know blood on his, uh, yeah. on his helmet, which I thought was a really nice um, bringing the stormtroopers to more of yep, a personal yeah, level. Met. To where they're not just like regular characters, but they're like they're actual people, and they do yeah. bleed. Yeah, that's a you know. So I liked that little tidbit. Yeah, because you didn't Go see ahead, you didn't see any of that at all in the original trilogy. 
Yeah, that's what I've written down as well. You know, they they humanized the stormtroopers. They weren't just, you know, robots or whatever. It was like, oh, that, you know, that person is actually a person with a face and bleeds and dies. And you just were like, oh, man, I kind of like you almost feel bad for them now because they're you see so many stormtroopers die throughout die throughout the movies. And you just don't think about it. But in this movie, uh, they definitely put some some blood into it and made them actually human characters. So I, I did enjoy that as well. Unfortunately, the wrong stormtrooper died, and then we have Finn, who's a complete waste of time and the worst Star Wars character next to Jar Jar Binks. I don't think he's that bad. So, he is terrible. No. He's the worst way. He's the – oh, my gosh. All he does is whine or shouts or doesn't do a damn thing. He doesn't know how to shoot a gun. He's completely re- useless. Ray literally has to do everything. Like in that scene when they're with the Millennium Falcon flying through it, he can't hit a damn shot because he doesn't know how to shoot a gun apparently, even though he's trained since he was a child to shoot a gun. I don't understand how he does not have better aim. Not with that technology. How he doesn't know how to do... What? Not with that technology. <laughs> not with that... What do you mean with that technology? He's a freaking stormtrooper that's been trained since he was a child to do certain things. Yes, he chokes at the end because he doesn't can't fathom shooting innocent people. I get that. That's fine. But he still should know how to shoot a gun, still should know how to fight in combat instead of being just a freaking janitor. <laughs> I'm watching my language because Christian college kids are listening to me. <laughs> yeah, see I, I mean I'm not like, I'm not the biggest Finn guy, but I uh you know, I don't I don't mind him in the movies either. But one thing I do have written down that like all of the Star Wars movies before it just the visuals, the sound, the creatures that they that they create, the planets that they show, the space scenes. I mean, they're all they're absolutely just all visually stunning. It's just, you know, even if you're not a Star Wars fan, you know, I know a lot of people out there don't really care for Star Wars, but they can honestly sit down and watch these movies and just be like, you know, it's just it's a cool atmosphere. It's a cool scene. The just, I, I love some of the scenes, you know, when they, they walk around the cities, the different cities or the bars, and there's just so many different creatures in there. It's like man, I would love to be like in the writer's room and the creative room and just see all these people working to create all these just crazy things that they come up with. That, that, that was, that's always something that I look at in all these movies, just how stunning visually sound wise and everything that, that these movies are. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree with you on that one because it's just, that's why one, one reason why I really want to go to Galaxy's yeah, yeah. Edge because that puts you in that, in that area and then you can see all that stuff and all those people there yeah. have to be in character the whole time. So it's like, you are there. Um, Garrett, we haven't really heard much from you on this. What What are your takes? Uh, so a couple, I have, I have some notes too, but not as many as you, much as you. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I've got five pages <laughs> worth of notes. Uh, I thought something was really interesting was um, Kylo Ren uh, worshipping the remains of Darth Vader. Yeah. I, I thought that was a really powerful scene because um, he, you know, he's worshipping someone that he, you know, because he's tr- he's struggling with, you know, accepting the dark side. Essentially, you know, he's he's trying to accept it like how his grandfather did, which is funny though because, you know, even you in- are way ahead of me. What? You are way <laughs> ahead of me on the movie. We're talking about the opening scene here, Poppy. Well, we got to keep. We're just jumping around. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Uh, you know, it it's really it was really cool to see that because Anakin. You know, Anakin or Darth Vader, even in the very end, he still was fighting with the dark side and his light side. <laughs> you know, and what? Sorry, some of the notes that I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> Let's see here. Um, 
when when Han, when they get captured by Han and Chewie, I put uh, I I diss Finn again. <laughs> um, let's see. I said, "Yay, Han and Chewie!" You can tell that Harrison Ford really enjoyed reprising the role and got uh, to close out this character the way he wanted to. The ugly monster had one job to kill Finn and got so close. Why couldn't he have been eaten? Well, I guess every movie needs a damsel in distress. <laughs> oh my god! Damsel in distress, and Ray is the hero. But I, I definitely agree with your, uh, your statement about Harrison Ford. Yeah. Um, he definitely was in this role. He was in it to win it. I mean, I, as we saw back when he reprised his role as Indiana Jones, he did a horrible job because he did not want to do it yeah. at all. Yeah, I think you're 100% right. I think he actually, you know, wanted to reprise the role, wanted to go out on his kind of terms and just, you know, he just, he showed up and it seemed like he wasn't just like in Indiana Jones, like you said, he wasn't there just to earn a check. He was there to play the character, put it to, put it to an end. And yeah, I thought it was, it was cool to see Harrison Ford throughout the whole movie just kind of be, he was just Han Solo from the original movies. I mean, it was the same guy. So it was cool. He, he was smiling the whole time and I love that. Let's get back on track. Uh, Ray enters uh, in the typical hero format, a lonely person on a desert, deserted planet, or a desert planet who is unaware of her true abilities. There's also beautiful shots of the great battle and the last stand of the once powerful empire. Um, Trent, if we walk through this whole scene... movie with you, it's gonna, this is going to be a four-hour <laughs> freaking podcast. Just saying. <laughs> I do enjoy the uh, the Imperial Graveyard is what I wrote down, though. I thought that was really cool yeah, to, to see them cool. all. Yeah. I also like the fact that uh, Simon Pegg was in there and he's uh, uncar plot, and the fact that they used uh, practical effects in this movie and not just straight up CG the entire time. I absolutely love that part. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that aspect of these both both these new movies. Here is that they well even in, any new Star Wars movie they have came out with is that they if they can do it they're practic doing practical like. Everything's practical, yes. and then they'll go back in and kind of enhance it with CGI, which is how it should be done, not full-on yes, CGI exactly. like it was in the prequels. Yeah, yeah. DC Comics, take <laughs> notes. Uh, BB-8 is a treasure in the movie, and Poe Dameron is also great. He's the wannabe Han Solo, but it's still great, uh, unlike Ben, <laughs> who is once again a waste of screen time. <laughs> So I don't know if you guys knew this, but you know uh, when uh, Finn wow, and I really um, do that bad. Finn and Poe when they crash landed on uh, Jakku, that was actually Poe was not it was supposed to be die. He was it's actually not supposed to be return at all. Oh really? But wow. they liked yeah they liked his character and the actor so much that they brought him back later on in the movie when he came with the Rebel uh, Alliance. Yeah, that's what I think. Um, Poe is yeah, I mean one of the best characters in the, in the the i guess the duo so far the two movies um he definitely plays oscar isaac you know he definitely plays poe extremely well he's brash he's uh he, like you said he plays that han solo ro role pretty well I, I i i did enjoy uh oscar isaac and another guy that's just i think with him and adam driver they're just dynamic actors you know they kind of can play a bunch of different roles so uh, i'm glad that they did not kill off poe that would have been a bummer for sure that would have been a big bummer especially because you know like I fell in love with uh, Oscar Isaacs a lot, not only from Star Wars, but also when he uh, was in yeah, Ex Machina. Yeah, yeah. Ex Machina, movie. Annihilation. Yeah, he's he's done a, a mm -hmm. good good roles. I know we're skipping a lot, according to Trent's uh, show notes here. <laughs> yes. But um, what do you guys think about the Star Killer base? Oh my God, we are way too far ahead. 
Oh, we're just jumping around. I've got plenty of notes on that too. <laughs> Hang on, let me skip forward a little bit. Star, uh, uh, let's see, Death Star three. Yeah, it was cool when they brought up the uh, the hologram of it compared to the Death Star, and it was like, it was like, holy shit, this is a totally different, uh, a totally different thing that they were dealing with here. You know, uh, it was definitely cool to see that. I I enjoyed the hologram and. Uh, I, I didn't. I, I didn't write down a whole lot of, of notes on the Star Killer base, but yeah, you know, it, it was really it was cool, it. and it was cool to see them use it, uh, put it in action, uh, and take and you know destroy some some planets and everything. So uh, yeah, it was just a cool another. You know, there always has to be some massive bad thing that they have to destroy. So yeah. Oh, Death Star Planet Three! But wow, what a scene! What a power! What power! It's crazy that it destroys <laughs> yeah. four planets at one time, and I love when the resi- – oh, um, let's see. Because I talked about the destruct uh, – like the science of the death planet is what I called it. Science of the death planet is crazy. The thermal energy isn't uh, – the thermal energy of even a dwarf star would <laughs> melt the planet and its people unless the shields prevented that. But the mass of it outweighs the planet and would make it implode in on itself. And the whole sun would not be needed due to how much energy it would take to destroy a planet. Hashtag science. Trenton, this isn't Star Trek. This is Star Wars. We don't need to explain it's science. It's not Star Trek. It's... That's the beauty of Star Listen, Wars. We science... don't need to explain no, it. It just happens. Science is, is vital. It's a sun that size does not need to be used to destroy four planets even. Like, they only needed like half of it and they could have saved an entire planet. That, that's <laughs> science. Ah. Uh. Thermal energy and and anyways. I think uh, I definitely enjoyed it, but I feel like they tried to pull too much nostalgia. Sure, yeah. On that aspect, like I, like I throughout so. the movie, they they pulled out some uh, really cool, like just like low key nostalgia stuff from like from a, a New Hope, like the uh, the trainer and the uh, the Millennium Falcon, you know that uh, Finn pulls up. There's that. It's just, and it's it's not, it just lingers. It's like there and gone. It doesn't even linger. So, but I feel like they pulled, they tried to do too much of the same thing, you know. I don't think that. I they think did. they did because it's the exact same thing. It's it's at the very yeah. last end of it, and you know you you have that one last run and then blows up. You know it it just I feel like they could have done something a little more different with the big and bad kind of thing. And you sound just like every other fanboy out there. Um, this is the one that I'm going to defend. Okay, I will defend to my till I'm blue in the face of what the the Force Awakens. Um, like Ray, I absolutely love Ray and how she proves that uh, proves time and time again that she don't need no man to fight <laughs> for her, or or she doesn't need their help at all. Unlike mm, <laughs> man, into a you fin are <laughs> gosh. <laughs> I didn't realize how much I bashed Finn in this, but I actually uh, will back this entirely because she's like, I need that thing over there. I don't remember exactly oh, yeah. what she called it. And he's like, like you said, he was pulling up every other thing. She's like, right there, right there. She was pointing right at it. And he's yeah, just- Yeah, the tools are fixed. Trent, Falcon, you're yeah. married. You do the exact same thing. Your wife points at something. <laughs> I am not as bad as Finn. I can at least find after, something that my after, wife is literally After she said, no, it's at. that. It's that. It's right there. No. No, no, not that, not that. <laughs> oh my god. Anyways, um, I also love the practical effects of this movie. Not only with the contrails that came off of the the Millennium Falcon as they're flying through Jakku, but also like how the water like was 
reacting to the X-Wings yeah. flying over the planet, too. Like, that was was something else. Here, uh, with the with the troops trained at birth, you would think that Finn would be a better <laughs> shot or at least have some kind of useful skill other than escape or abandonment. Hashtag Rey is a god. Her ability to use the Force without her knowing proves she is the chosen one, not Anakin, and I believe that we will find that out in the next movie. Uh, people do not like Ray. Oh, Finn uh, does not like Ray's. But if she, if you think about it, it's his dad's ship. And oh, wait, wait, wait! They don't like Ren. But if you think about it, it's his dad's ship, and he's still debating on if his head is going from dark side to light. So his mood and temper is uh, erratic, and yes, more like a teenage boy. But honestly. It's really confusing. It's really confusing for him whenever he sees his dad ship or sees his dad at all. Yeah. You know. So with with we're jumping from Ray to Ren to Kylo Ren. I thought that said Ray, but I accidentally typed Ren, or wrote Ren and I have chicken scratch for handwriting. So <laughs> Ray's a god in this whole show because she's I guess you could say Mary Sue, but she does know everything because of her upbringing. And she does know that she's got this force or this power inside of her and she's been using it this whole time but she just doesn't realize what it is because nobody's ever like yeah. shown her what it is yeah i enjoy so. uh i love ray too i think uh again daisy ridley played it perfectly um and i'm I'm super excited for you know rise of skywalker to see because there's just so it seems like there's so many answers questions to ray's background to ray's powers to ray's character as a whole to see where that kind of goes in the next movie um so yeah i love ray love that her kind of back and forth and interaction with kylo ren i think it's it was great it was really well done that scene where they use the mm, force together, yeah. like when he's like trying to break into her mind that is like the best scene in the entire series that's including the original trilogy i will i will fight that because you hear the force between the both of them like you hear this ominous hum while while uh, Kylo is trying to tap into Ray's mind, and then you start hearing a, a lower hum that ends up ends up overpowering Kylo, and then Ray turns the Force against him and use and shows that she is the stronger Force user out of the two. In that one scene, I I mean people say that that's you know impossible. I don't think it I is. I think. The whole uh, sound of the Force was a great addition that J.J. Abrams put into this movie, uh, because it really gets it really puts you into that fact of like there's this Force that you can't see but you can hear it you can you can see it from like a point uh, what the person is what's happening to the person like that but you you just you can feel it too especially like I was watching it with my my sound bar on so it was just like yeah. you know big noise oh yeah. It shook my house because I had nobody in the house when I was watching that movie. So I, I cranked that soundboard up to 11 or it doesn't have numbers, but you get <laughs> yeah. the term. So um, what do you guys – I know we were talking about Ray and stuff like that. Uh, what do you think her – do you think that she's someone of importance or a no one as we it was told in kind of The Last Jedi? I think she comes from nobody. I, I want to – 100% but, believe that because I don't want her to be anyone special besides just the fact that she is a r- great force user. Yeah. 
I think she is super important. Of course, she's super important. She's a huge leader in the rebellion or resistance. But Foshi, what are yeah, your I think, thoughts? Yeah, uh, I think I definitely want to believe that she's kind of nobody, and she just was, you know, however she got the the force or the the power of the force. Um, I don't, and I, I guess it matters, but I don't know if it really matters to me as a whole. If I'm going to learn, you know, the next movie, how she got those powers, I just want to, you know, see what, how she uses them. Yeah. What happens? Uh, I don't necessarily think I need to know how she got the powers or, but it is interesting, um, to, that we haven't learned more about her background yet. Or if, you know, we might, you know, in the next movie, we, I'm sure they will show us, but it'd be kind of cool to like, not really know. It would just be, you know, this is who she is. We picked her up when she was on Jakku and she was just a scavenger and this is all we know. We don't know. It's a question mark what happened before. So uh, I think that would be cool, but I'm sure that we'll get a little bit more insight into her background in the next movie. Yeah. Kind of like how the, the emperor where we didn't even know yeah. who he was or what he was until the prequels, of course, but in from the original trilogy, we didn't know, you know, diddly squat about him. So here's the thought. Um, with not as many force users in the galaxy, would that does that make the people who are force sensitive more powerful? And that is why, like Ray and Kylo, hashtag Raylo, is that what makes them so powerful? I could see that because there's so ma- there's not as many force users due to Order sixty six and the power of the the rule of two with the Sith. So because there's not as many force users, or there's not as many people using them because of that, there's more force to be used in somebody who has a high midichlorian count as kylo please don't do midichlorian count possibly listen it's it's canon okay we have to we have to use what is in they haven't talked about it since then they haven't talked about it because they don't want to piss off the fanboys but if you want to really get into the science of star wars midichlorians is what makes somebody force sensitive and whoever has more midichlorians is more force has more power so I think that they are actually going to attack on that on the I don't the, think, the I don't think they will. that Ray is going to end up having a shit ton of midichlorians and or you know she's going to be the chosen one somehow and prove that Anakin wasn't and she's going to end up bringing balance to the force. I could Raylo. I could see that like you it's almost like bandwidth like you know you have this much bandwidth and when you have more people on it it becomes where each person has less and less of that bandwidth but when there's less people on there then you have more bandwidth to use so i i I could i would definitely back that i'd back that freaking horse like no other because like the fact that there is very little number of force at least known force users because you know the jedi were going at age like six or seven taking them from their families and training them to be jedis now it's which is basically what the first first order was doing with their their stormtroopers, and they marked those people as bad guys, but the Jedi did that to force sensitive younglings and took them away from their families yeah. to train them in the ways of the Jedi. So who's really the bad guys here? Yeah, could go either way. Yeah, it's true. Of uh, Foshi, uh, do you have any other any notes uh, at all on uh, Force Awakens? Uh, I have a couple things written down that uh, you know, it was it. General Hux, I don't know. Do you guys have a feeling one way or the other on him? I, I have. I down. actually really, I really enjoy him. Yeah. Especially after uh, the return of the Last Jedi, I enjoy him more because he's like just over the top, 
like general. Yeah. I I'd really love him actually. Yeah, that's what I I have written down uh part of my language, but I've written down that he's a whiny bitch, but he's also perfect in the role, the character. Uh he's yes. like the perfect person mm-hmm. for that role. Uh I, I love that they had it was cool to see kind of different classes of the stormtroopers. You know, you had people who were just on the front lines and you had people who had the uh the one that I can't remember when Finn fights the one on the other planet that has like the the electric I, don't, I can't remember what it's oh, called. Oh yeah, the staff the staff, yeah. Yeah, the the the, 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 the yeah, and Billy Club kind of thing. TR-8. Yeah, it's cool to see just the different kind of of class of stormtroopers that we that we really didn't see before. Um, I loved the scene when Leia and Han first meet, and then C three PO pops in. <laughs> it's like, it's just it's it's like yeah, it's like oh you know that's his classic three PO. There he is. Uh, it, it was. Do you know why he has that red arm? Uh, I know. I figured out why. So there's supposedly there's it's more kind of extended like EU stuff okay. a little bit, but. Uh, supposedly, uh, between this time of last, uh, the Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens, um, C-3PO was kind of like imprisoned or something like that, and he was on this planet of other droids, and they like rebelled essentially, and uh, one of his droid buddies or whatever was a red droid that the arm he's using, and so C-3PO lost his lost his arm. And he was the only one to make it out of there. Interesting. And so he had that arm and attached it to, to remember his his buddy, essentially. Huh. Yeah, that's interesting. That's what, uh, I don't have a whole lot of background on the extended universe. That's something I do to dive more into. But that's that is interesting. You know, you always you just kind of see these random things and you wonder, oh yeah, what you know what that what what's that about? And there's always a background story on what's going on, but you just got to kind of dig a little deeper on it. So, uh, yeah, that's interesting. I do like that that little tidbit though. Yeah, I. Uh... I have a, a little something about um, Kylo Ren. I called him Fifty Shades of Dark Side. <laughs> Takes off his helmet and still has flowing and amazing hair. Yeah, and yeah, then, no, no helmet hair at all. Yeah, solid, solid. <laughs> no flow. helmet yeah. hair. That's the whole reason why I called him Fifty Shades of Dark Side. I thought it was perfect, and he, he and the way he talks to Ray during that yeah. scene too. Yeah, like, and then to get reverse. Um, How about uh, what? Do, what do you guys think about um? Han's death. Like, did you did you have that spoiled for you at all when you before you watched it? I didn't. No, I have notes that I was actually going to talk about. Yeah, I did not have it spoiled. I'm trying. I was trying to think when I was watching the movie when I went to see it. I saw it in theaters for sure, and I can't remember if I saw it opening weekend or or maybe opening week. But I did not have it spoiled. Um, I I do have some notes on that as well. You know, it was a. uh, We talked about it a little bit. It was a bummer to see him die, but I think it was the right move. I think the the most interesting part if, if when I was rewatching it that I noticed was the music of that scene when him and, and Kylo were talking uh, and Kylo's, you think, Oh, maybe he's going to, you know, maybe he's going to go, he's going to change. He's going to become a, a different person. The music is kind of upbeat and uplifting. And then all of a sudden it, it changes and you're like, uh, I don't know, but this is not looking good. And then, you know, when he ultimately uh, ultimately kills Han Solo, it's the music is totally different from just that opening scene. So it, that was something that I didn't think I noticed the first couple times I've watched it, but rewatching it for some reason this time that really hit home. And I was like, man, that was really well done uh, with the way that they thought, you know, mm-hmm. they, they kind of led you down one way. And then all of a sudden it was like, yeah, it was something totally different. Yeah. I know. Like uh, they did the same thing with the lighting too. Yeah. Um, as they were talking, mm-hmm. you know, the lighting was going on, like it was on Kylo. 
he, he was he was com- completely lit up in bright light, and then all of a sudden, when when the, right before he tur- like before the lightsaber gets turned on, it that uh when the sun goes completely out, yeah, you know it it goes into darkness where he is, and then the lightsaber goes on, you know it it the all just the whole the whole senses of that scene is amazing. Yeah, it's those little things that. Uh, like the sound and the mu- uh, the sound and the music, the the light, the darkness that really makes you realize, like, man, these are these movies are just on a whole other level compared to some of these other things that we watch. Captain Phasma getting shoved into a trash <laughs> uh, she is a survivor, and only allows them to take uh, take allows her to take the shields down because she knew that she would get revenge, and. Um, she did get out and had an awesome adventure after this whole entire series. If you haven't read the Captain Phasma comics, they are fantastic, and she has an amazing adventure after this. Um, Finn is hashtag friendzoned whenever he gets met up with Ray, and uh, she shows her stuff from scavenging she lived on uh, when she lived on Jakku, taking ships apart and stuff like that. The death of Han Solo made me gasp and cry, and um, but Kylo shows his strength. Uh, here by after he gets shot by um, Chewbacca with the bowcaster and you guys saw what it did to the yeah. stormtroopers uh, and it only injured Kylo plus he just killed his dad so now the lightsaber okay the lightsaber scene I want to jump back to that which, really fast. Uh, which one are you when, when Ray oh gets... yeah Oh, okay. Of, yeah. of, of Luke's of Luke's lightsaber or of, uh, Anakin's actually. Yes, Anakin Skywalker, his lightsaber. That scene. After I got home, I I replayed it over and over again. You hear so many voices. You hear Ewan McGregor's Obi Wan Kenobi. You hear Yoda. You you hear Luke Skywalker. You even hear um, like, in that scene right there, it shows that 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 lightsaber is got force basically force residue on it from all the previous owners that it has had that 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 lightsaber has went from owner to owner to owner it went from anakin skywalker to luke skywalker to whoever found it at the bottom of um the uh cloud city to uh probably yoda then to um maz kanata yeah yeah Yeah, that's right and then it comes to Ray, and the reason why Ray, one reason why I think she's also the chosen one, we're gonna find that out in this next movie. She's it, and I've said that over and over again. But she, she grabs a hold of that lightsaber, and she gets a force vision, and it's just like that lightsaber chose Ray, and you know that it chose Ray because when they are on that on the Death Planet, both Kylo and Ray are reaching for it. And the lightsaber chooses, like the kyber crystal inside of it, it chooses its user. And that's why it went to Rey instead of Kylo, because that crystal is not going to be bled. uh, That crystal refuses to be bled with hatred and stuff like that. Because I don't know if you've read the Darth Vader comics, but it shows why or how lightsabers are red. Yeah, how. And how they turn red. They have to kill a Jedi. The the, the Sith has to kill a Jedi. They have to defeat him in combat, steal, essentially. Yeah, defeat him in combat. And 
and take his crystal out of his lightsaber and bleed that crystal, that kyber crystal, with hatred and fill it with the dark side. And that's where it turns to its crimson red. Now, I have a theory on that, on why Kylo Ren's is so electrified and basically unbalanced. Looks like the kyber crystal is possibly cracked. I think that it's so unbalanced because Kylo Ren is unbalanced. He hasn't completely bled out his crystal to where it is a solid crimson. It's more yeah, crackled yeah. And, 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 and everything like that and cross-guarded because he is not fully filled with hatred like Darth Vader was. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I like that. Uh, uh, I have another kind of theory, too, I was thinking of. like The reason why the uh, Anakin's uh, saber spoke to Rey because like we found out in uh in the last Jedi that uh, that Luke completely shut himself off from the Force, and so I feel like with him being the last the you know the last Skywalker essentially at least as far as we know right now that that the saber was essentially using Rey to get back to Luke because mm-hmm. it sensed that she was a strong Force user like Triton was saying, and so used it to. You know, try to get it back to Luke. That's what I, 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 that's my kind of theory. I think of that's why it spoke to her. Yeah. Because a lot of people are saying, well, that's because she's a Skywalker. That's why it spoke to her. I'm like, I, I, I don't want to believe that because I don't want her to be another Skywalker. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I like that. Yeah. It is a Skywalker saga, though. Yeah, but that's because it could end with a Skywalker. Ray is decide- maybe. Rey she's is not. And it's gonna <laughs> Kylo's still a Skywalker. That is true. Right, what'd you go, so um, let's try kind of wrapping up here on the at least the Force Awakens. Um, what'd you guys think of the big fight with Ray, Finn, and Kylo? Uh, I just have written down that I really, really enjoyed the last fight scene. Uh, I thought it was really good. Those three together, uh, kind of going back and forth. You know, of course, like like we we ragged on uh, Finn the whole episode. He kind of gets knocked out early, and then. Uh, that goes between Ray and Kylo a little bit more, but yeah, it was cool to see Ray wield the lightsaber. You know, she hasn't really had any training up to this point. So it was cool to see her just kind of, you know, figure it out on the fly. Um, and just to see the, the, the battle between Kylo and Ray was really cool. I thought. Yes. She hasn't had lightsaber training, but she has had that staff yeah, with her. And that was her main weapon on Jakku. So she had plenty of like combat, weapon training combat training but the reason why ray was able to overpower kylo so easily is because kylo was holding back so that he can try and convince ray that she needs him to teach her how to get uh to teach her and uh to get her to come to the dark side and you know he's also wounded like very bad. He got, took a shot yeah. from a bowcaster, and you can see the blood coming out of him, and he's just smacking himself. That's him, like, not only stopping the blood, but mo- probably sure he's using the Force to, like, try to heal himself or contain himself, because he is using the Force to, like, keep him upright. You know, that is something else that the Force is, you can use. You know, I know that people are like, oh, no, it's just pushing things and pulling things and lights, like, lightning. No, there's yeah. so much to it that we don't really know about. You just want to pretend that you know about because you're a fanboy. Um, 
I'm at the end of my notes, so I'm going to wrap it up. Thank um, God. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I love, what I love about this film is the practical effects. Um, the fact that, yes, it connects with the original series, but it also uh, stands as a, it also is a standalone uh, in its own film. And what I hate, of course, is Finn and the fact that J.J. Abrams um, set this up perfectly for Ryan Johnson for an amazing sequel, but instead, Ryan Johnson craps on Star Wars, uh, and I'm not looking forward to talking about the what Last Jedi. I put no watch the Last Jedi, but I'm going to say talking about the Last Jedi. And this one's going to be a lot shorter because I've got like three pages versus five. And pages on the I, I know you've been dogging on Finn, and yes, he's been most of the time he is pretty useless. But I feel like in this last fight scene, he actually held his own pretty well against a someone who knows how to use a light a saber very well. Like he he did pretty well, I think, and but about as well as I do whenever I fight my kids. <laughs> my kid, I'm Kylo Ren, and my kids are Finn. <laughs> You're dead. Anyways, uh, I definitely enjoyed watching this last scene. Uh, the just the 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 contrast of the whole scene of them all being in complete darkness, essentially, except for their sabers, and it just it. Was a kick-ass scene. I definitely enjoyed it. it. This, like Trenton said, it. We're probably gonna be. This is probably gonna be the most talk we're gonna talk about this movie, and the other movie is gonna be kind of probably a lot shorter. But I, I definitely always enjoy watching this movie. It's it. It's like there's probably probably in the middle. It kind of gets a little. Eh, but other than that, the the first like probably three fourths of the movie was amazing. Because it was a whole new kind of movie, and then the last, the court last quarter of it was pretty much shot for shot, almost for New Hope. But that's regardless; it's still pretty good, though. The scene, the scenes were great on it, anyways. I'm gonna boost uh, Finn up. Oh a little man, bit. let's see what's what's gonna be. In the trailers, when I saw Finn light up that lightsaber, I got really excited. And same in the movies, I was like. Wow, Finn's going to redeem himself and become a badass secondary Jedi. I thought that he was going to end up becoming another Jedi and another Force user. That was my original thoughts when I saw this movie, uh, the trailer, and when I saw this movie. Uh, and I was mistaken. That scene when he does hold the lightsaber and he ignites it and it like lights his face yeah. up half blue and then you know half dark, that was a really beautiful scene. Same with Kylo, same with Rey. It was amazing. I loved it. So yes. That's the only part I will say, hey, wow, Finn, <laughs> great job. All right, well, let's go into uh, The Last Jedi now, uh, since we, I think, do you have any more, uh, any more statements? Not you, Trin, but uh, Fushi. Fushi. Uh, <laughs> I just have written down, you know, R2 waking up at the end is great, and then I have an all caps with three exclamation points, uh, just Luke written out. So uh, that, I thought it was awesome the way they ended it and just set up the, the next movie. Uh, for Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Set it up perfectly, yeah. and then it gets crapped on. Um. On that note, when I was watching it with my, my BB-8, um, when BB-8 scans R2-D2, um, my little robot did the same thing. Like, it, it made the same sounds. And then on my phone, it put new droid discovered R2-D2. That's awesome. Like, That's awesome. That's cool. That's pretty cool. You ha Don't you have one of no, those two, Garrett? I, no, I don't have one. I don't, know if, I don't think Cole has one either. That's really cool, though. Okay, uh, mm. so on The Last Jedi, instead of actually watching it normally... I uh, did the auto commentary uh, with Ryan Johnson. 
throughout the whole movie. So I got to kind of hear his little, him talking through the movie. Interesting. Please tell me that the first thing he said was, sorry guys, I was pretty <laughs> wasted during this No, actually film. he says sorry. at one point, uh, he actually filmed all that audio commentary before the movie was released. So he he hasn't had a lot of the the feedback at all. Yeah. <laughs> so it was it was interesting watching it though that way because I, it And they gave him a whole trilogy too. Like Okay. So I think that if if the, since this trilogy is going to be completely separate from the rest of the Skywalker like the rest of the Star Wars universe, maybe it might be good, but not holding my breath. We'll see what happens. We'll we'll see how the the rise of Skywalker uh, ends it like um, book notes it. Yeah, J.J. Abrams took back over, so it's gonna be great because they're gonna retcon. The I don't last think Jedi. they will. They're gonna retcon. A no, they're not. They've proved it in the trailer. How? We don't have time to explain <laughs> how. Anyways, all right. I'm gonna give my good parts about the last Jedi. I love the vast array of ships on the. Yeah, opening I have that written down too. Actually, I can't stand the bantering. Um. I wanted more. Uh, I can't stand the bantering that had that um, Poe was doing with General Hux. I thought that that was cartoonish, not 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 like not like good cartoonish with the the Clone Wars. I'm talking like, oh, what's a bad cartoon? Ryan Johnson was talking about that where it was uh, kind of like a Monty Python kind of thing. That's what he kind of based it off of. Yeah, this is Star Wars, not Monty Python. So that's what he kind of that's what he kind of based just, it off of. I I I kind of liked it. It was all right. It not it's not the worst thing part of this movie. Could be worse. You're right. But I don't know. I thought that hello waiting for General Hux. Hmm. I guess I'll just hold then. Like no no. This is Star Wars. You're about to start a really badass scene. I'm gonna skip over. Oh oh. I wanted more seriousness and less dumb stoner comedy. That part right there. Less dumb stoner. Like, I felt like Ryan Johnson was trying to make this into, like, a Pineapple Express, you know, where it had stupid one-liners, and they were trying to make it funnier than what it needs to be. Thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I don't. I didn't think it was uh, super important or anything, but I, I you know, I, I didn't... I, I, it didn't like ruin the movie or anything for me. I thought it was okay, but not, you know, if they would have cut it, I would have been fine if it was in there. It was, I thought it was all right too, but I, I think, you know, I think I've heard, you know, I think that you already listened to a lot of how bad this movie was. And I know that we've talked about it. I, I rewatched it and, you know, I thought it was, uh, is it my favorite movie? No. Is it my least favorite movie? No, there's good parts. There's bad parts. I didn't think it was, it might, I don't know where I would have to rewatch all the Star Wars movies and and, argue, and try to rank them somehow. But uh, there are definitely things, you know, like I liked the the crabby Luke and everything, where he's just like, I, you know, I thought it was it was just interesting and funny to see him just be not want to do anything and just kind of be left alone. Uh, I I liked the opening space scene, like you said, you know, or the the battle at the beginning, uh, the R two reunion with with Luke. I thought was fun. It was oh, cool. that was. And that it was, was amazing. Like, oh, yeah, I love that. Like, you know, R two wakes up and because Luke's there, and it's like, oh man, this this is it. Just brings back nostalgia. So, uh, yeah, I, I definitely have more notes, you know, good and bad. But I didn't think. I don't think it's to me. It, it's it's a fine movie. It's not as bad as I think. Uh, some people are like, oh, this is like one of the worst movies ever made. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it is what it is at this point. So what I think he did with Luke Skywalker is kind of a disgrace. 
I did like the fact that they put the X-Wing in the water. Like, a flashback to, to Dagobah. I like that part. Um, I like the grumpy and depressed Luke Skywalker, like you were saying. But making him stupid funny was kind of – and was, was dumb. And it was a sin to make him milk that, <laughs> that thing. Down, and then it was also kind of disgusting and not funny. I understand why Luke doesn't want to teach anybody anymore. It, that that part is easy to figure out, but like some of the stuff that he did, like I thought the fishing part was kind of cool, but like the milking yeah, of the I didn't understand that at all. Oh, that was gross. That was dumb. I think honestly, what it was, it was he was trying to get rid of Ray, so he was trying to just like disgust her and just get her rid get rid of her essentially. And instead, he got rid of half now. The before we base. get too far, but like the whole Hux thing. What I feel like is what kind of like what Foshi and I were talking about with uh, Hux. He takes himself so seriously that he didn't even get his, the joke that was happening. Yeah, that's a good point. And and so you got to kind of see it that way. I understand what you're talking about, Triton, where it, so there is a lot of parts where they seem like they force um, humor into it. But I think if if you look at Hux as he's like essentially a Boy Scout, like an know-it-all Boy Scout, it it's actually pretty funny that he like he's he doesn't even get what's actually happening. I took offense to that. I'm an equal <laughs> scout. God, it doesn't matter. I get exactly what you're saying because what I feel like is him and Kylo, General Hux and Kylo, are both vying for dad. Yes, essentially, yeah, yeah. And that's Snoke, definitely. And you can see that in the the Last Jedi very much. And I think so. It's awesome. I think anything with Luke, Ray, and Kylo were pure gold. Anything, anything that had them in it was amazing. The whole uh, scenes with uh, Ray and Kylo being um, connected with the Force yeah. uh, in a long distance, Ray-o. I thought that was awesome. That's a really good way for them to get kind of closure after what happened with the uh, Han and everything. That was a that was a great time with that. Uh, Luke and Ray, uh, Ray trying to convince Luke to teach her, and then Luke telling her like, "No, this is not." your power this is this does not belong to you it doesn't belong to anyone it it is life it is death it is everything and i really i really enjoyed the part where he's like reach your hand uh, reach out <laughs> and then she like reaches her hand out and he just messes with her i thought that was yeah. amazing i love that scene i always laugh at that scene now one big thing i want to know what you guys' thoughts are on uh the scene with leia <laughs> I have that written down too. I was going to ask you guys the okay. same question. Perfect. They had the chance to give Carrie Fisher a proper send off in this scene. Also, in space, um, anything being shot at does not have a range because there's no gravity, no air resistance. Once something is in motion, it will stay at motion and at that velocity for eternity um, or until it finds something to stop it. Example comets, asteroids. Um, the physics of this movie. Is ridiculous. Once again, this is not Star Trek. This is Star Wars. <laughs> Doesn't matter if it's Star Trek or Star Wars. No, Star but Trek bases more off of the, fact the you actual don't have to true have technology like in space. No, no, you don't have to have an arc in space. And this is something that not only uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson is like adamant about, but like I watch several like shows about science because I love science and astronomy until it gets too complicated for me. Like, you know math part of it but still they had an opportunity like at the same time though we both we all three know that um leia is a force user and she does have the force and 
I think the reason why she survived this scene is because she was using the force to kind of keep her heart in motion and to keep the blood flowing in her body to keep her warm and also she used the force to of course grab onto the door and pull herself towards that and that's what got her in you know that's what made her do the whole floating through space that ended up becoming a meme <laughs> all right so, so like did you like it or hate it is what i'm really asking i didn't hate it i thought it was too cartoony and whimsical yeah i didn't see the the, the point of it really uh i just thought it was kind of silly and like you said looked cartoonish and you know, I like you, like you said before. I think they had the perfect opportunity to send off Carrie Fisher and Leia at that moment. But I think the only reason they kind of brought her back was to get the fan service of her and Luke reuniting. So I, I thought it, it was just I, I not, I guess I hated it. I guess that's what I would say. I just didn't understand the point of it and thought it was like really even watching it again. I was like, that. I think this was for me probably the like the worst part of the movie i was just like really like why i don't i just don't understand why it happened what was the purpose why didn't you know because it would have been a great send out to be like you know okay leia you know this is how she ends this is how she goes out and it's uh it we're moving forward with other characters now yeah when i first saw this one i was like oh no that's how she dies and yeah I'm like, no no she does not do it was that. so she much did, worse yeah. no no she okay she's really doing that okay okay let's see how this goes and when I first saw it, I'm like, I, I didn't know what to think about the movie at that point. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna watch it again anyway. So I'm like, I have to figure this out and see what happened, you know, see how it actually plays out again if after I watch it. And I, I, I'm indifferent about it. Like I said, I watched um, the commentary with Ryan Johnson, and he was talking about the scene with it, and essentially he was kind of saying that um, it was kind of like a like a fight or flight kind of thing where. You know, the whole, like, where moms could, like, lift the whole, like, pickup truck off of their, you know, kids because of the adrenaline and everything. It's kind of like that. And we all know that, you know, Leia, you know, is a Force user. Not She's not a Force user compared to her brother Luke, but yeah. she is she has that blood in her. And so it's kind of one of those things where it's, like, almost uh, involuntary, where she actually didn't make it happen. It just did because it it was part of her her body response to it and that's that's a way to explain it away but i feel like it didn't have to be in there honestly yeah i'm going to defend this scene when i saw that scene my heart sank to my stomach and i was like oh no but what i loved about it was after she gets sucked out in the space you don't hear anything you know and and the whole whole scene goes quiet just like all of our, like, basically everything stopped, including our own hearts whenever you saw that scene. I know it, that happened. And then you started seeing things moving around, and then, of course, she did her cartoony thing. But that, that scene initially shocked everybody, and it made you wonder what's going to happen next. And I wish that Kylo would have actually pulled the trigger on that point, too. Yeah, I, I just feel like, because the rest of the movie, she's out of commission, essentially, for most of the movie. So I felt like they could have done the same thing where she got injured to the point where she was on death's bed, but she was not in, in the middle of space. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it would have been, like you said, we were, everybody, when that scene happens, you're all shocked and everything. I think more people would have been, it would have meant more moving forward if she would have just, 
you know, either died right there or they brought her back in and she was on, like you said, she was on death's bed or in like the hospital room. And later on, either she wakes up or later on, she just ends up passing away when things happen. But I think it, a lot of people got more upset with the, the floating and the everything than they would have been more upset if she would have just passed, if she would have just died right there, if that makes sense. I think it would have been more, more meaningful. I think if she would have just died right then and there and been like, okay, yeah, you know, we're moving on. We're shout out to Leia, but this is how we're going forward with the other characters. Yeah. Yeah, I just I feel like there there could have been a lot better ways of doing it. I understand your point, Triton, where they did it to more of a shock value kind of thing, you know, to get you more enticed into the the story of it. But I feel like there could have been a lot better I- ideas with it. Gonna jump forward, uh, the person that Maz mentions with when they're talking about they need to go find oh the the code the code breaker yeah mm-hmm. I loved it because it was a throwback to Indiana Jones. I like that part because in Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom, uh, Indiana comes into the uh, like casino the, kind of place. The, yeah, the 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 bar that he's in, and he's wearing a red lapel with a white jacket. And in that movie, they show a man in a white jacket yeah. with a red lapel on, just like like uh, Indiana Jones. And I love that part because it was connecting two different Lucas films together, and I thought it was cool. I also liked whenever Rose comes in. I loved how when she stunned Finn, I thought that was kind of funny. But I also kind of wish that Rose's sister would have been, would have survived instead of Rose. Because if it was Rose who was on that bombardier, that bomber, or the Rose's sister who is, you know, on there, she was a, a fighter for sure. Like, she showed more character in the, in the like, two minutes that she was on screen than... Finn did in two movies, and or Rose did in that whole movie. You know, actually, no, I take that back. Rose showed a lot of determination and sacrifice, especially towards the end of the movie when she was going to ram her yeah. little ship into the uh, doorbuster thing. That's why I like Rose more than Finn. No, Finn. But wait, 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 wait. Say that again. That's why I like Rose. But why do you? Uh, because. Because she's actually useful because she actually was willing to make that ultimate Okay, you get that backwards. Yeah, you backwards. get that backwards, yeah. buddy. Because um, Finn was going to kill himself. Finn was going after it, but Rose pushed him out yes. of the way to do it. Herself. No. No, to she save, saved yeah. him. To save him. To yeah. Save him. She says yeah. that. Like, no, that's I, I I, like, she's I like, know. I saved you, you dummy. Because <laughs> we, we, we don't fight what we hate. We save what we love or whatever. Yeah. And the kiss. <laughs> That's right. Sorry. <laughs> oh, wow. uh, I absolutely loved Yoda's return. Nice. FYI, yeah. that was awesome. Uh, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, just cla- It was just classic. They didn't change Yoda at all. It was just classic Yoda. It wasn't like they tried to make him a different character or anything. It was just he was the same person, same witty, just uh, same lines that he would have had in the original. It was great. That was actually the original. They found the original casting for that mold. And so that's the that's one that's the original one from Empire. Yeah, that's awesome. <clears throat> yeah. I kind of want to go back to the Force visions that we were talking about earlier. They are clearly done through Snoke, like we already know that at the end of the story. But here's a shocker for you. I think Snoke is like either he's going to be a, a pawn of Palpatine. I think so. I don't think that he's like the all-powerful thing. I think he's like 
second in command. And, of course, Palpatine is first in command. And he's been kind of hiding in the shadows. And he's been doing his bidding through Snoke. And then either that or he's not real at all. And he is just like a force. Like, like an apparition or something? Yeah. Yeah. Because Palpatine is the most powerful force user in all of Star Wars. That's including Darth Raven. He uh, can create things and, and twist your mind to believe things are real when they're really not. You know, that's how he was able to, to deceive the entire Jedi Order in the prequel series. So I think that that is a huge possibility. I want to know what your thoughts Yeah, are. it'll be interesting to see, you know, when the first trailer for Rise of Skywalker came out uh, and, you know, at the end they have the Palpatine laugh. Everybody was like, you know, losing their minds and everything. It was really interesting to see. But yeah, I, I haven't thought of that, uh, that little, you know, the, the theory you have going on there, but I do enjoy it. I hope now that you've said it, I hope that's, that's kind of true. It'd be interesting to see because I definitely have written down that, uh, you know, the way that Snoke goes down with, with Kylo and everything, if that's how it happens, uh, if there's not a, a vision or an apparition, like you said, I, I enjoyed that. I thought it was really cool. And that scene where, Kylo and Rey are working together to fight uh, Snoke's battle or his guards and everything. That scene I thought was just badass. It was cool to see them together. And then at the end, it's like, oh, yeah, we just did this together, but we're still going our separate ways. I, I like that. But to get back to your main question, yeah, the theory you have going on, I, I enjoy. And I, I hope come December that will be uh, what plays out. That would be cool. I think that's why he doesn't have a backstory and that's why he has all of his scars. It's kind of like a visual representation of what Palpatine would look like after he fell yeah. down that shaft. You know, Garrett, thoughts? Uh, I I definitely agree with the uh, Palpatine being the the big bad um, in the background. Um, but I feel like Snook was actually a person and not a force vision or whatever you want to call it, uh, force projection. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I I just I just feel like he he's he was too much of a character to be something like that he had to i think he had to be physically there uh so i but i think he was being manipulated by palpatine definitely of course i was really sad that rose was writ- written poorly as poorly as she was like rose was had the potential of being a really good character and i think that's what finn's problem is too like he was written badly i'm trying to like be a devil's advocate for the two well we it, we won't we won't know until the last movie to see how it bookends essentially and i really want them to have yeah. like it, it could be possible that you know that. um finn's character finally has more of a more character development at on this last movie mm-hmm. other than the canto bite scene which we're just yeah that was that was that was really not needed honestly i thought but i don't know what what are your thoughts there boshi on that part yeah i mean it was you know it 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 is it's in there but it wasn't like it was something that really drove the story i didn't feel like so yeah i don't have too much more written down one thing that i do i don't you know i don't want to jump ahead too far but when they use uh light speed to crash into the other uh into the the other ship and blow it up that scene i remember seeing it in theaters and being like this is this is incredible it was so cool just everything goes silent and then you just hear the noise and it's like that was that was a, just a really cool scene the sound and the visuals and even watching it you know back at my house on the tv we have here i was just like man it's such a cool scene and something that 
you know, when I was thinking about before I watched the movies, I tried to think about like, man, I, I haven't honestly sat down and watched these movies all the way through in a, a couple of years. What do I remember from each movie? What things, scenes, uh, lines, moments, and that scene for sure. Uh, that scene, Snoke's death in the battle, uh, were probably the three biggest things that I remember from this movie. And I was just like, man, it was so cool to watch again, that, that scene. Mm-hmm. I thought it was bold, but it did cost a lot of lives. I think that she needed to act a little bit Yeah, could have been done sooner. You know? Mm-hmm. But Well, um, she also wasn't expecting them to know what their plan was at that point. Cause they... Yeah, but after she saw them directing their fire towards the the ships like she needed to I think she needed to act quicker either that or we were just seeing like it pan out too long like they focused too much on Poe and Leia and the and the scene instead of like going back and forth yeah rapidly yeah. you know to where it would show a more of a of a, of, a, of a correct timeline I guess I think some of the re- the redeeming qualities about this film is that it showed the failure of the Jedi. Like, it showed that the Jedi aren't all high and mighty. And that even at their height of their power, they were able to let the Sith, like, infiltrate their highest ranks and be destroyed from within. So, I really like that part of it. They let Darth Sidious rise and create Darth Vader. Uh, The Jedi are, and, and Luke even said it, the Jedi are designed to fail. Even when he tried, it it failed. Like, the Jedi are designed to fail. And I think that's why this movie is called The Last Jedi, because Luke is the last Jedi. And the the next movie is called The Rise of Skywalker, because I think that they're not going to be called Jedi anymore. Because they're not going to focus on just what Jedi do, because they are designed to fail. They're going to take a little bit of the light, and a little bit of the dark, and combine it and call it the Skywalker. Yeah, like the Grey Jedis. Instead of being called, because Drake Jedi is not going to be canon. It's never going to be canon. I think it's going to be called the Skywalker. And Rey and Kylo are going to team up together and and create the next wave of yeah. Skywalker. Yeah, because uh, both of them have a pretty much common enemy, which is Palpatine. Because Palpatine wants the old order, the old things, which... As Kylo said in The Last Jedi, he said, the old needs to die. Yeah. You know, so he is lo- he's actually looking to move forward with things and to make something new. And so I feel like that's another, they're going to have another like, kind of a common ground like they did when they were facing um, Snoke and his uh, bodyguards. Yeah, I like that, that, uh, that point too there from both of you that I think it'll... You know, the Jedi are going to go away. The Skywalkers are obviously going to rise as the movie titles. But, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to kind of see where we go from here as far as the movies are concerned with this. Uh, you know, it's it's crazy that this is going to be the last. So, 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 what's all they say? The last uh, Star Wars trilogy movie. But we'll see. At, at, least, at least this saga. This saga is yeah. ending. But Ryan Johnson is still slated, as far as I know, for a trilogy of his own. The trilogy that the uh, Double D's, uh, uh, the producers of Game of Thrones, they're not doing it anymore, but I think that they're still slated to come out, uh, the that trilogy, so they just got to find new producers for it. Yeah. Kevin Feige is also making a Star Wars. Yeah, for sure. It'll definitely never end. That's uh, 
that's for sure. But the, the, just a, one more note that I have on the movie. Uh, it was crazy to me that that in the, even in you know Force Awakens and Last Jedi, at the very end of Last Jedi, that Poe and Ray officially like meet each other face to face for the first time at the end of the movie. That was like. I was like, man, I never realized that until I rewatched them both. And I was like, that, that's really cool how, you know, they're both doing their own thing and they're both super important to the resistance and, and the, the good side. And then at the end, they both come together and they're like, she's like, oh, yeah, I'm Ray. And, and Poe's like, yeah, I know who you are. It, it, that was a cool. I thought it was a really cool uh, little moment at the end of the movie there. My last note is the death of Phasma is completely <laughs> bullshit. Um, she's going to come back. She easily- she's going to come back. No, she she fell into fire. So, um, that don't mean shit. You don't. Easily, did you see a body? <laughs> look, I would, I would, I would love. Hey, if Palpatine is still alive, so is Phasma. Listen, I would love to see Phasma to come back and, and kick ass. Uh, easily beat. She could have beaten him hands down, and she he and Finn won on dumb luck, and I mean, dumb luck. Um. And the story ends as it begins looking at the... Oh, okay. Luke's story ends as his story also began. Uh, He was looking at the two sons of, of, uh, of of course, Tatooine while he died and then force... He yoded away. Yoded. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Anyways, that's my notes on The Last Jedi. Um... On a critically potato scale, I give it a um, 25%. percent <laughs> So I don't know if you listened to our last podcast, Foshi, but we made up our own uh, rating scale, which is a critically uh, critically potato scale. Um, critical potato. Critical potato, and uh, that's how many potatoes you give that movie. Uh, it's a real thing, apparently, now, so... <laughs> <laughs> I made it a real thing. So, so it's out of 100, correct? Yes, yes. yes. Okay. Uh, so I'll, I'll go back to Force Awakens. And I, I just have one one last thing to wrap up the kind of series here. Uh, Star Wars, you know, as I was watching the movies, I had a, a I don't know, I guess a, just a, a thing that came into my mind. And it was, you know, what are the themes of these movies? And it was kind of like, you know, friendship you have r2 and c3po you have ray and finn you have poe and bb8 you have chewy and han and then you know so friendship family and hope those are the three big themes that i kind of thought of as i was watching the movies um i will give force awakens on the critical potato uh scale out of 100 i would give it a solid 78 potatoes uh, Last Jedi on the critical potato scale, I will give it a solid 58. So I, I'm one of those guys that I just love Star Wars. I'll watch any of them as many times as, as necessary. If it's on, I'm going to sit down and watch it. I'll pop in the DVD and just watch them. Um, so it, it's probably higher than most people just because I, I love Star Wars and I just love watching the movies being uh, in the in the atmosphere. Um, so 58 for the last Jedi for me, uh, on, on the critical potato scale. <laughs> Force awakens critical potato 78 for sure. Garrett, what's your critical? Potato well, scale? um, kind of like what Foshu was saying, but like love them or hate them. Like star Wars has spanned generations and 
it's not going to go anywhere now, definitely, because it's Disney. Yeah. But the fact is that regardless if you love him or hate him, they're, um, they're an amazing movie. They're, the soundtrack is amazing with John Williams. The you know the visual effects, regardless of what you think about the prequels, back then, that was like high-tech shit. State of the art. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it was amazing when we were when we were kids, you know. And then when we got yeah, older, yeah. we were like, "Oh, this is crap." But regardless of that, we still love them. We still love Star Wars. I mean, it's that is the. If you take anything from this whole episode, is that all three of us definitely love Star Wars. That's why we have spent over two hours talking about it. <laughs> two hours, two hours and seven minutes talking solely on Star Wars. Honestly, if we didn't love Star Wars. We would have spent maybe thirty minutes. Yeah. Yes, and this is what oh, it was a good movie. Blah, 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 blah. And this Bullshit. is exactly what Trent and I try to stop from doing most time in every episode because we tend to gravitate towards Star Wars. Star Wars. But anyways, what my on my crit- uh, critically potato score for Force Awakens, I would say I would give it a solid eighty. Like it, it's still really good. I still enjoyed watching it. It was amazing. I I still got the same kind of feels even watching it. I think this is probably my, I don't know, probably eighth or tenth time watching it maybe since it came out. Mm -hmm. Last Jedi, I would definitely agree with probably a 58 to like 62 uh, score uh, potatoes because a a lot of the movie... Like movies, parts in, mo- in the movie are really amazing. Like it's it's absolutely fantastic. But then there's the parts where the it's almost like they're just droning on or they're trying to stall, and so that's where it it kind of downgrades. Well, it feels screen time. That's what that's what I felt like. A lot of the movie, there's a lot of parts in the movie where they're just trying to fill in space yeah. to make the movie longer. Sure, like uh, the space scene. That's that's like prime can- example. Like unless it's setting up. Ryan Johnson's trilogy, yeah, and we won't know that until that comes. And out. I don't think it will because Ryan Johnson's trilogy is going to be completely outside the realm of this saga, unless we're focusing on the child in Canto Bite. But I actually enjoyed that part of it because it it showed that there's more people out there. There's people that are seeing that there is a fight to be fought for to fight for. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. And, you know, before it, we, we've kind of given our our, sk- our scores and everything, I just want to say that they could make, like, I'm the same way with Marvel, too. They could make a thousand Marvel movies. They can make a thousand Star Wars movies, spinoffs, TV shows. I'll tell you something, guys. I'm going to be there opening opening week, seeing them, spending $15, $20 just to go see them because I've, I've said it before. I just love the love the uh, everything they've created. You know, just just if, even if the movie is is no good, like a lot of people say, Last Jedi, they don't really enjoy. You know, just going for the visual effects, the creatures, the planets, the sound that alone, I feel like is worth the price of admission. So, you know, I think Disney. You said that in one of your last episodes too, I think I remember exactly hearing that you said you spend all your money on on Pixar. You love that, like Coco is one of your favorites. Yeah, I I love that movie too, but off topic yeah that's the thing it's like you know pixar disney the the marvel just keep creating things because there's a bunch of other suckers like me out there that are going to go see it no matter what so uh, you better believe i'm going to waste my money to go see these movies i mean even if they're terrible i'm going to yeah. be standing in line to watch these movies yeah absolutely definitely yep. yeah I, I can't wait for you know like we said before mandalorian comes out in about two weeks i believe 
Um, yeah, it comes out the 12th. The, it's going to be such a breath yeah, of fresh air to see that movie. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Uh, there's going to be a bunch of spinoffs. You know, there's going to be the rise, the rise of Skywalker comes out in, a, I mean, less than two months. So around two months, I guess I'm definitely looking forward to it. I definitely can't wait. I will be, I think tickets have already gone on sale, so I will be buying tickets shortly to go see it opening week. One more thing and then we're going to wrap it up. Foshi. Um, I've said this before. Um, with solo, they had a, uh, they had a, a part where they were going to just make this amazing universe of side characters where it was going to be Solo and then it was going to be Boba Fett, but they were all going to tie in together. Do you think that they missed a huge opportunity with those movies and chopping them off? Yeah, I think it it could have been. I've only seen Solo once, um, and I you know I, I feel like I know a lot of people hated it. A lot of people, it wasn't great. But I feel like also it kind of got. I was like, I, d- I had a super low bar going into it because I heard so many people rag on it. Um, yeah, I feel like it would have been really cool to see those spinoff movies be do be successful, kind of be created in the same Star Wars mold, and then all of them come together in a different, uh, in a, you know, a different world or whatever. That would have been a really cool thing to do. So it'll be interesting to see. You know, like we've said before, they're going to keep creating these things because they're money makers, and people will go see them no matter what, like us. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they ever do kind of you know either remake these you know solo movies, remake the spinoffs, and then gradually bring them all together. I would definitely enjoy and be uh, interested it. in that. Because they had like a huge like like they they had a huge storyline that they were just gonna do like with Darth Maul and then yeah basically Rebels you know live action. I would have loved to see that. We're going to wrap it up here, Foshi. Where can they find you? Uh, you can find the Going Off Topic podcast anywhere you get your podcast. You know, if you if you're on somewhere and you do not see us, definitely let us know. You can shoot us an email, goingofftopicpod at gmail.com. That's goingofftopicpod at gmail.com. You know, we want to hear from our listeners. We want to hear from the critically awesome listeners too. Uh, we're always looking for ideas, always looking for new guests. So we are also uh, anywhere, you know, all social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, just search going off topic podcast. You'll, you should find us, shoot us a DM, give us a listen, uh, you know, subscribe, rate review. We're always, like I said, we're always looking for ways to improve, always looking for new fun topics. So, uh, if it's media related, we will take it. And we'll, we always say, we always come up with ideas. We always, you know, Dugan and I, or whoever our guest is for the week. And we always say, how can we put the going off topic spin on that? And make sure to check us out. You can get all our episodes. Even, you know, going off topic blog, I started that. You can get that at anythingbutcredible.com. Garrett, where can they find us? I'll let you talk for a little bit today. All right. Uh, well, you guys can find us uh, at criticallyawesome.net. Uh, where that's where you can get everything that is critically awesome. Uh, if you want to give us some feedback, you can get uh, email us at criticallyawesome2015 at gmail.com. Or you can also go on the website and go to contact us. And that's another easy way to do that as well. Uh, and then also you can find us on mostly all social media platforms, uh, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, you can go on YouTube if you want to watch some uh, really bad uh, live YouTube stuff. Uh, oh, Twitch. So <laughs> and tw- so cringy. And tw- we have a Twitch account, but we don't really do much yet with it. Uh, you can And we're on Reddit now too. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I don't know about what do you, what do we do with Reddit? I don't even really know what we do with that. It's basically where we can share all of our stuff, but we have to. Do, I, I'm I'm still trying to learn Reddit, um, but like I think there's like this one dedicated like one dedicated day to where you can share your your podcast, and so basically it's where you can push everything off 
to let other people like listen to it and you can also ask questions about from other podcasters and stuff like that on how to grow okay so i've been using it um quite frequently and then for your ear your pleasure to your ear holes you can listen to us on apple Podcasts, stitcher spotify um pandora iHeartRadio, and anywhere else that you listen to your favorite podcasts uh just like the going off topic podcast um, before we also go, uh, there's one question because I know I have a couple questions here lined up, but I want the one I really want to ask is, Foshi is what is your favorite Star Wars movie? Uh, so I picked it's probably you know the easy answer, but I I chose Empire Strikes Back just because I love the Hoth scenes. Uh, but I, I would say any of the the three originals are are up there for sure. Um, and I you know it's been like I said, it's been a few years since I've I've sat down and watched them, but before I, I see Rise of Skywalker, I think I'm definitely going to have to go back and just rewatch all of them in order because I think it's just, it'll, it'll be really cool to go into that one and be like, you know, I've just watched all eight of the others. I'm ready to go now. So I would I would probably say uh, Empire, but I, I'll, I, I wouldn't turn down ever watching a Star Wars movie. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Empire is my favorite. Um, I love this Luke and Leia. Uh, not Luke and Leia. Luke and Yoda. Um, yeah. Yoda is... I laugh every time during those scenes. It just and it's amazing. <laughs> it's definitely one of my favorites too. But I'm going to go a little controversial here. I'm going to blow the minds of a lot of our listeners. Revenge of the Sith. A lot of your listeners. Yes, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, that's probably the best prequel. I would say. Yeah, that is the yeah. best prequel. It's just visually amazing. It's got great storytelling in it, and it sets up a new hope beautifully. Revenge of the Sith. All right. Foshi, go ahead and close us. Well, well, before we do anything, though, too, uh, Foshi, thank you for being on our podcast, our episode. It was definitely amazing to have you on this this episode. Yeah, I definitely wanted to say before I got out of here, shout out to you guys for having me on. Uh, It was a great conversation. You know, anytime we always talk about uh, anytime you can get two or three people in a room together or even, you know, online talking about something that they're passionate about. Those are the best conversations you can have. And I think this was a, a great conversation uh, and I loved being a part of it. So thank you to you guys. Um, I'm going to work on getting you on the going off topic podcast as well. We will get a topic going and uh, I guarantee it'll be a good conversation with, with you guys as well. So thank you. Really and I love being on with you guys. Thank you so much. Foshi. It means a lot coming from you. So, uh, Garrett, go ahead and close us out. All right, guys. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. And I am Garrett, and I'm Critically Awesome. And I'm Trent, and I'm Critically Awesome, and we'll see you guys next time. And remember, stay awesome.